for one era to begin, the old one must end. The best book club in the multiverse. We are back, baby, for season five of the Geeks Plain Book Club, where I, alongside my fellow amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis's New Avenger. I am your newlywed host, Eric Azana, and I Yay! am so excited to welcome everybody back to the Geek Explain Book Club. But of course, I am not alone. I am joined by the only two people who I would trust to come after me and set me straight after I conjured up two children, whisked them away, and then made it everyone else's problem. First off, uh, we danced the entirety of 500 Miles by the Proclaimers on the dance floor at my wedding. It's Jacob Brown. Oh, man. I would walk 500 miles to come on, Eileen, where we didn't start the fire. <laughs> there you go. That's that's about as many of the, na- the uh, wow. as many of the songs I can remember from the dance floor. Welcome back to can't. Under the Belt. <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. There is a distinct page where we will be getting into that. Um, but we are also joined, of course, by the person who not only slipped an ad read into his best man's speech, but also ruined my life in front of all of my family and friends. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. In the words of Tony Stark, minute three of Iron Man 2. Oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> uh, depending on how long it takes to get the uh, get the audio from the speeches of the wedding, um, I'll leave you with that tidbit, listener, before we uh, before I let you know. But Malcolm tried to mo- ruin my entire life during my wedding reception. And, and if um, you're a new listener, welcome. Welcome. We're happy to have you. But of course, we are going to be going through, we're going to be committing the entire year, the, the entire rest of the year of 2024 to Brian Michael Bendis's new Avengers. And this was a pick by Malcolm because if y'all weren't aware, 20 years ago, Brian Michael Bendis changed the face of Marvel's premier super team by busting them open, scattering them to the winds, and reassembling them into a new Avengers. And he would be kind of the the Kevin Feige of his day, helming the main Avengers title, as well as kind of the direction of the Marvel Universe for about a decade. And I'm really excited to get into this. This is a run that I personally have not read all the way through. I've read select bits from. 
But this is what changed the perception of the Avengers when it comes to the comics, when it comes to the uh, mainstream eye. You know, a lot of what we've come to know in the MCU comes from the Ultimates and the Ultimate Universe, but a large part of that, I'd say probably like a 60-40 deal, comes from the Bendis era of Marvel. And I'm really excited to dig into it. I'm really excited to dig into it with the two of you because, as Malcolm said before, it's good to be back, baby. It's been a minute. We took off the entire month of February to get my wedding underway, to get through that process. It was a beautiful day. The day was like a dream. I could not be more happy about how it went. I'm very excited to uh, share stories for years to come. But February is over and we're back. It's March 1st as you're listening to this. And we are going to be sitting with the rest of the year on this journey with Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, see, this is my game. This is where you're going to learn to love the Bendis. My old foe has come back to haunt me. In the immortal words of Poe Dameron, somehow, Bendis has returned. <laughs> on the Explained Book Club. Um, but of course, Arch Madness, baby. I'm glad that that is exactly what this is. Oh, that's what that's what this volume is. March Madness. Michael, Michael, Michael Bendis, Michael, 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 Michael Bendis. I am terrified to go through this, but it's just nice. We got the Book Club boys back together again. We had a little bit of time in our ultimate Janvasion where we uh, checked out what Jonathan Hickman is doing with the new Ultimate Universe. Very excited to continue the journey with uh, Ultimate Spider-Man throughout the rest of this year. More details on that to come. But for both of you, I want to ask, how familiar are you with this run? Uh, I'm obviously the most familiar. I read it virtually from day one, uh, ongoing. Uh, It's my second favorite Avengers run. Wow. Wow, okay. Jacob, what about you? Listen, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad, but it's my second favorite (laughs) Avengers run. We're going to get into all of it, and I'm excited. Jacob, what about you? None. No clue. I have no idea. This shit was Fantastic. going on when I was in this shit was going on when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have mm-hmm. no idea. Like I wasn't even into comics at that time. The closest thing that I was into at comics at the time was just the cartoons, which was all of the Spider-Man, the DCAU was kind of ruling. Oh cartoons yes. Right now. 2004 was a magical time. So it really was more about that than it was about Marvel. Marvel really didn't like wasn't popping up as much it wasn't even like uh all it was all it was was spider-man that's all it was that was dominating everything was just spider-man because the same rammy movies was just uh spider-man 2 had just come out so that that is like yeah oh my god it's already gonna be like 20 fucking years crazy Um, crazy june is the 20th anniversary of spider-man 2 2, baby superhero movie ever made my still God. the best still yes i agree still the best like single like, superhero, like <laughs> i superhero disagree movie. but it's a very 
It's a very difficult I, disagree. It's the best Spider-Man best movie for me. I'm not yeah. ready to have that conversation today. <laughs> there is too much going on. My brain is still uh, recovering from my wedding. The the closest thing I will say in this run, the closest thing that I'll have to any idea of what this is about is when we come to June. June's gonna be a magical time, gang. June uh, and no what, no spoilers, but June is gonna be uh June is gonna be a hell of a time for us. Oh boy. June is gonna be the worst birthday I've ever <laughs> experienced. I, I can't wait for you guys to while. see how good that story actually is. I you know what? Here's the thing. Here's I'm the so thing. Excited. I have I, I jumped into I jumped in what we're gonna read in June with no idea with any of this what we're reading right see, now. Exactly. And no <laughs> None. I just jumped in it going like, I have a basic idea of what the Marvel universe is. I can, I think I can get through this. That's so no. And now we're going to have context. Now we're going to have, have context. a lot of good secret context. But that's yeah, so really if you uh, pay attention to our socials at Geek Explained Pod, that's at Geek Explained P O D, Instagram and Twitter, uh, we will have dropped not just this episode, but also the month long schedule. So we're going to be covering a lot. You'll have the entire month of March posted up there. So make sure you check out our socials. Give us a follow. Uh, let us know that you're listening. Um, if you want, I mean, do the cool thing. Screenshot this episode. Share it out. Let us know that you're watching it. And we will Ooh. share it as well. Ooh. But. Leave a five-star with- review. All five-star reviews are going to get read on the podcast by Eric Azana in Lord Deathman voice. Uh <laughs> Oh no, we're bringing him back. Is that still still the? Is that still thing? I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if that's contingent anymore. But we're gonna we're gonna find find a new voice for this season. We will, and I'm sure. I mean, if our history has anything to say, I am positive that we will get. Oh, we're gonna find one character to latch onto real hard. We always do. It's always the dumbest character. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see which one it is this time yeah. around. Can't it's going to be great. Can't wait for it to be like Maria Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Quasar. Come on, Come on Quasar. Quasar. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. Um, but before we get into the new Avengers episode proper, we've got a couple pit stops along the way, including oh. the focus of this episode, which is what happens to set up the new avengers new avengers is a big almost decades long run how do we get there what are the building blocks that establish this new uh this new foundation that we are going to be building basically the entire next 10 years of marvel stories off of well we got to get rid of the old foundation so we are taking a wrecking ball into avengers mansion with avengers disassembled this is going to be issues 500 through 503 of avengers as well as avengers finale and i have here the creative team on this this is of course written by brian michael bendis but across all five issues we get art from david finch olivier quapel alex Mm. malev steve Mm. epting lee Mm. weeks michael gatos eric powell derek robertson mike mayhew david mack gary frank mike avon oming jim chung steve mcniven and the goat 
George Perez. Look out! Look out! <laughs> Let's dig into it. Let's dig into this. As we come into issue 500 of Avengers, Malcolm, can you give us a brief, very brief, uh, look into what the Avengers comics looked like at that time? No one read Avengers. No one cared. Uh, you know who was yeah. just coming off of Avengers? Uh, very close to this, like who set up this team? If you could, if you could name a name of a creator who was doing Avengers at this time, let's say it was 2003, I guess, 2003, who would you think it was? Mark Wade. Incorrect. A good guess though. Uh, J. Michael Stravinsky. Incorrect. A good guess though. God. Who is it? The answer, the correct answer is Jeff Johns. Jesus. What? what? That's weird. <laughs> That's if so weird. If there is a writer that gets more, more of a divided opinion on his work than Brian Michael Bendis, I think it's Jeff Johns. Or J. Michael Straczynski. Or J. Michael Straczynski. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I yeah. think that's the three. Read Captain America. It's good. It is good. Um, um, yeah, so, so Jeff Johns that's did a wild. run like for maybe like uh, maybe like 18 issues or so. Uh, then mm. someone came in to do like one quick villain arc before this, and then you get this. Knowing that this is very much a Jeff Johns Avengers lineup, lineup, like yeah. this is this yes, is a Jeff is. Johns roster. If I've yes, ever seen one, he did a big She Hulk story. Uh, I was gonna say he's yeah, the one that put like, in She Hulk. Yeah, and you Captain Britain, like how he constructed yeah. the New Fifty Two Justice League. Like uh-huh. ten years uh-huh. later, this was him going, "Okay, I'm gonna do it again, but with the Justice League this time." Yep. that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that it makes complete funny. sense yeah. complete yeah. sense yeah so uh, i don't know if you guys have the uh the credits page i in do the version that you're reading uh the little yes. uh the, the little gigantic heads. credits page well okay well there, so there's this uh i don't know if you'll be able to see it very well ha <laughs> yeah there we go okay oh no so no, the one. credits page on the issues uh for like issue 500 Mm-hmm. Uh, has you know little heads that tells you who everybody is you know Iron Man, Wasp, Yellow Jacket, cool. everything. Uh, all drawn by Scott Collins, who was one of the artists on Jeff Johns's. Hey, oh, just can't stay away. So Gary funny. Frank Straight was also one of the artists. Gary uh, Frank. That that Jeff Johns run on Avengers is pretty good. It's like literally three volumes. It's pretty good. Huh. Um, okay. Red. So do you guys remember in Earth's Mightiest Heroes? There's yes. the everything episode uh where red yes. skull is like infecting everybody with like yep. the red skull virus thing oh that comes yes from jeff run. oh that, really that, that, is, that is from jeff johns's run Interesting. del, del rusk is from jeff johns's run del rusk, Ooh, del rusk. Yeah. so like it yeah jeff, jeff johns has a pretty solid like three arc run it's it's pretty quick but it's good it's it's funny you mention earth's mightiest heroes tv show because that's all i got from this book uh, yes <laughs> That's yes. all I got from yes. this fucking you book. Ima- this imagine... feels like the ultimate finale for that show. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. them rebooting Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and the first five-part premiere is this? Is this? Yes. 
Yes, like, I holy would. shit. Like holy yeah. shit, man. This it's so, so good. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into the Avengers no good very bad day. <laughs> Starting with issue 500 of Avengers. This storyline is entitled Chaos. Mm. Interesting that. We start things up at the Avengers Mansion. Y'all remember when the Avengers used to live in a big old house? I loved it. Technological right in the power. middle of it's, fucking Central Park. It, it right was in the fucking middle. It was their. It was their. It was their Hall of Justice. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see uh, the Avengers kind of around the table. We see your classics, your Hawkeye, your Wasp. We've also got She-Hulk. We've also got Ant-Man, Scott Lang. Uh, multiple people who are part of the roster, who have been for a roster with the roster for a while, and we're having a very Brian Michael Bendis start to this. I, yes. I need you to not gloss over the fact that yeah. this story is very important for Hawkeye. Yes. It's also very important for uh, me, who I love this Hawkeye. This is my Hawkeye. Brian Michael Bendis is the one person who writes my Hawkeye uh, for a very long time. Now listen, we all know what happens to Hawkeye in this. Uh, some of us don't. Not the listeners. But some listeners don't. I, I want to just listener who doesn't read the books that we cover and just allows <laughs> us right. to explain them we're, to you. We're pointing. We we're see pointing you. Get ready. Yeah, we see, we love we see you. you. Get we're ready. about to go through some shit. <laughs> Hawkeye's the best fucking character. I don't know about love, but we, so we warn great. you. <laughs> He's so perfect in this. And I just don't want to gloss over the fact that Clint Barton is perfect in this because it's classic Clint Barton. Yeah. And if uh, he, if you, Clint did... Barton is like Shane on the Walking Dead TV show where he's not wrong. <laughs> well, he's a he's little wrong. wrong. He's not he's wrong. wrong. He's a little uh, wrong. Who, uh, yes. At uh, multiple instances. But if you also, enjoyed how yeah. Hawkeye was portrayed in Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, it's this Hawkeye. It's this it guy. is this it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yes. It's this classic Hawkeye. Also, this is also, the best Hawkeye costume. Like yeah. I do love this. I don't perfect. love the mask, but I do no, love the rest I of the costume. I think it's too minimalist yeah. for me. Like I, I want the little like I want the little actual mask spikes to be bigger, like classic. Oh, okay, oh, I love it. I, I love see. it. They're kind of subtle. See, so, uh, Malcolm, I thought you were. Wait, hold on. See, yeah. I thought you were mentioning when you were mentioning glossing over. Probably my favorite thing. Which is we have a human Jarvis. Yes. I miss yeah. fucking human Jarvis so yeah, badly. I, I miss Jarvis a lot. I so uh, much. Hey Jacob, you should read Avengers Inc. Everyone should have read Avengers Inc. But Jarvis is in Avengers Inc. Oh my god, that's amazing to know that. Because this the is, new the new hangout for those for people day? is the Jarvis Lounge. Jan names the, it the Jarvis Lounge. It's the where the Jarvis Avengers go to like Lounge. yeah. It's where the Avengers go to kind of hang out. Also, read Ant-Man and Wasp Forever. Yes. Yes, which both of those set up Avengers, Inc. They're great. All together, it's a perfect, like, 14-issue run. You know what I did get? Because while Malcolm, uh, well, while Eric was here last week, um, we did stuff to the comic book store, and I got me the first six issues Mm -hmm. of Al Ewing's Immortal Thor now. So let's go, baby. You're finally reading so it. I am really oh, interested good. to know more about what this writer does. <laughs> very excited to see. Oh, good. So yeah. But anyway, so they're having a Jarvis. very they're having a very bendis conversation. Um 
it ju just about mundane normal shit which i think about is how hot madam hydra is yeah which we yeah, can all agree they're right yes <laughs> the one you However, can't have this conversation have. is cut short by a security breach they get the red alert someone has broken through the front gate of avengers mansion and who is it it's jack of hearts who at this point had recently died. And because his whole deal, Jack of Hearts' whole deal is that he is incredibly radioactive and he has a containment suit that allows him to manipulate the energy as well as keep others around him safe. He died recently and they basically left him in space because that yep. was the safest place his body could be without endangering the lives of his fellow Avengers as well as literally everyone else. Because the Avengers are negligent. <laughs> You're right. Jeff Johns did write that book. So no. we that actually uh, wasn't a Jeff Johns one, weirdly yeah. enough. <laughs> weirdly enough. Uh, but so Jack Hart's been dead for a while. And we see him just show up. He's bust down the gate and he is looking zombie-esque. Talk about Walking Dead. Um, Jack yeah, is- The living zombie here. And everyone is like, zombie. what the <laughs> fuck is, that's not Jack. There's no way. And we get a quick shot of She-Hulk who has an interesting relationship with Jack Hart um also go read the most recent she-hulk run as well as the most yeah recent, uh, go read uh, rainbow Rowell she-hulk the best book that marvel's publishing right now yeah. it's i will stand by that great it is now uh digivolved into sensational she-hulk it's yes. a good time go read those it has digivolve. it's digivolved <laughs> um didn't need the crust in order to do it no it's my true. god so we see scott Scott Lang immediately take his little his little aunt out to the front lawn to go Jack Hart. I miss Scott Lang being like this too. I miss Scott Lang Me being too. a serious person. Me too, man. <laughs> yeah, what a time this was. Uh, <laughs> also, the coolest Ant Man costume with the multiple I really eyes on dig the helmet. This costume, it yeah. whips, dude. It's, it's very the, I mean, good, it's very man. ultimate style. Yes. It, it also kind of looks very, it reminds me of like New 52 Nightwing. Yeah. Ooh, it, yeah. yeah. It does have that. Yeah. But so Scott goes to meet Jack out on the lawn and he's like, dude, what the fuck? And Jack says, you know, my bad. And then he just explodes. Crazy. Like Crazy. completely just blows up the, blows out half the mansion. Um, everybody is left in a fucking crater. Can I, can I tell y'all, uh, when this first came out, there was a preview for this in Wizard Magazine. Oh. That was the beginning of this to that blow-up page. Oh, my God. And that was about, <laughs> oh, I need to go find Avengers 500 because that's cool. Holy <laughs> shit. I was like, I don't know who Jack of Hearts is, but, like, that's awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> that was and what so got me to pick up this book. <laughs> we see everybody climbing out of the rubble, including, and I forgot to mention her, Captain Britain. Captain Britain! Yep. This yep, Captain Kelsey. Britain, I am not super familiar with, but by the end of this, it's the only Captain Britain that I want. I and kind so, of love her. I, I'm not very familiar with her either, uh, but I kind yeah. of love her. I don't think I've She's ever seen sick. her before, but she is cool as fuck. 
Yeah, she's cool as fuck. Also, awesome costume. Like the mask. Great costume. Yes, the mask, baby. The mask goes hard. And so everybody's climbing out of the rubble. They're like, what the fuck's going on? And literally this prologue ends with everybody going, oh shit, where's Scott? And just a skeleton hand left it's like Scott it's left. like they walked into the terminator judgment day future and there's just <laughs> yeah. skeleton everywhere. it's crazy it's wild so scott lang is dead we are four pages into this five six scott lang dead two four six we are eight pages into this issue yeah, yeah. and scott lang is dead scott lang is dead Famously known as the Avengers' worst day in history, and it starts off with a great beggar. <laughs> Literally, we cut to the UN, where Avengers representative Tony Stark, Iron Man, is giving a presentation before the UN, doing his thing. Uh, he's also, I believe, the uh, Secretary of Defense. Yes, at yeah. this point. Yes. So Tony's doing his thing. <laughs> wild time. Oh, yeah. wild thing like, that could happen wild. in comics. <laughs> remember, remember when Iron Man used to be a narc? Yeah, uh, baby. He, he's giving this presentation, and all of a sudden, he catches a glimpse of the Latvian ambassador. Which this guy's looking smug as fuck. This like, guy's looking smug fair. as fuck for to no fair, reason. This guy's looking really smug. He'd been for asking no for it. reason. He honestly was asking for it with that smug look, honestly. And so. Tony all of a sudden breaks into a cold sweat. His vision becomes a little hazy. He starts, you know, rocking back and forth. And he just fucking starts talking. And he's like, look, I see all you fucking guys out here dressed like nice. But this fucking dude, fuck this dude. I love the Iraq think. You know what a rat think is, Pally? <laughs> you should. Latvary invented them. That's Boom, my got him. That's my favorite. Like, <laughs> he find himself after that. He <laughs> just gets super belligerent. Uh, Hank Pym, who at this point is operating as Yellow Jacket, yeah. he's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, no, 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 you shut up, guys. You gotta hear this. Get off me. Fuck Latvary. <laughs> Come at <And> me, bro. <laughs> And he gets ready to repulsor the shit out of this guy. Yeah. All of a sudden, a different ambassador, the ambassador for Wakanda, a.k.a. T'Challa, stands up. And he's like, Tony, you need to calm the fuck down right now. And then everything is building up. It is tense as fuck. And then he's like, wait, what's going on? Huh? And we see uh, that he was there as part of a team with Yellow Jacket and the Scarlet Witch to present this, but he has gone off the rails. Uh, he gets ushered away, um, and he just fucking, he hits Hank Pym with a critical hit. He rolled a nat 20 twice on Sick, this. Dude. Hank is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And Tony goes, Sick, shut up, man. Don't you have a wife to beat? Get out of my nose, man. And he fucking walks off. Get out of my nose, man. That's fucking 50 psychic damage to Hank Pym. Bro, it's so crazy. It's so good. It's fucking ridiculous. And so Tony is uh, met by Scarlet Witch in a little side room. And she's like, what's going on, Tony? And he's like, I think I'm drunk. And Wanda's just like, Oh man, like you've been so good. He's like, no, 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 but I didn't drink anything. I just I don't know why I'm, I'm, why I'm sounding like this. 
he looks so get. upset in that panel. He's like, Wanda, I didn't have anything to drink. Yeah, like he's like, <laughs> because, I don't like, know how. His sobriety has been a big part of his character yeah. for a while up to yeah. this point. Mm -hmm. And so this is a complete betrayal for him. All of a sudden yeah. they get the alert. It's a uh, code white. We got to head back to the mansion. Meanwhile, at the mansion, everybody is dealing with the aftermath of the explosion, and I fucking love this. Jarvis is getting treated by um, by military personnel, and he's just like, listen, Pappy, there's a lot to do here. Just tell me where it hurts so we can... And we hear a voice from off-panel go, you talk to this man as if you were speaking to me. As far as I'm concerned, this man is an Avenger. Referencing Jarvis. And fucking I mean, Captain America. America, man. To to further the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes thing, uh, oh, that's, that's Roger Craig Smith voice yeah. Captain America right now. Actually, yeah. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes was Brian Bloom. Oh, that is Brian that Bloom. guy. Wait, uh, so which one was? Roger Craig oh, Smith voiced him in Avengers, Avengers Assemble. Assemble. That's, I uh, always miss But Brian Bloom is right. my Brian preferred Bloom. Captain America yes. voice. Yes. He also he's voiced the best him in, yeah. uh, in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is basically mm -hmm. oh, another yeah. season of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. <laughs> Heroes yeah. Yeah, they brought back the entire cast for that. Yeah. And I don't know how they pulled that off without somebody no noticing it. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> sick. It's so good. But so Cap has arrived with Falcon, and they're like, fucking step off and show this old man some respect and <laughs> they're kind of giving the sit rep and all of a sudden they see a quinjet coming in hot they're like I oh no we, we put I out a code white them. like yeah i just love them like just pointing and going like uh is that a quinjet he's like yeah and it's like Man, i just love the idea of like cutting back to it and just like it, it's, it's, the, it's the Monty Python yeah. Lancelot running towards yeah. the castle. It's, it's exactly, exactly what I kept thinking. <laughs> and I kept thinking, it's like, it's coming in pretty fast. Coming in pretty oh, fast. Huh. And then Cap. Probably want to get out of his way, right? Cap sees in the cockpit the face of Vision. And that Quinjet gets flown directly into the mansion. And I hate to fucking say this because we are 23 years removed, but it was one of those, a second plane has hit the mansion. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's in oh, the middle fuck. of New York. Oh, fuck. This came out in 04, three oh, years removed. Like, oh, fuck. fuck. I didn't even think about that shit. Yeah. Oh, like, kind of bold. oh, my kind God. Of really bold. Oh, fuck. Kind that is. Uh, I, I mean, just turning the page. Look, yeah. just, just the panel. Yeah, in the middle of New York City, yeah, a fucking seen, explosion. Yeah. yeah, I think like it's the this next is issue has like a moment where like you see the city and you see way far away that like oh there's an explosion over there and then when you go back to the mansion it's all just like engulfed in flame. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's yeah. all like oranges around there as well yep. as like the blue skies everywhere else. It's like oh that's a 9/11 alley. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that like, is a very specific image. Nothing right like a smoking column in the midst of a bunch of skyscrapers to make you go. Like, oh wait, kind of oh, wild. Wild oh, that yeah. they let them get away with this this close. Oh wild. Yeah. So stepping out Angry of the wreckage <laughs> of the 
Quinjet is the vision. And I need to read this because this yes. is the hardest fucking monologue. Yeah, and encapsulates sick. the entire thing. So Vision steps out. Old Corey Burton Brainiac from Superman. <laughs> Avengers, I bid you tidings in this our darkest hour. I am sorry to inform you that I am no longer in control of the organisms that make up my body structure, and that you are no longer in control of anything that we as a group held dear, or what we as individuals held as important. Our time is over. I cannot explain to you in terms that any of you would understand why and how this is happening to us, for I am only now beginning to comprehend where it is that we as a group have failed, and why we are about to be punished. Do know that, though this will seem a betrayal from me, it is not I who brings this, <laughs> this plague upon you. Do know that I feel an overwhelming shame for what now must and he his head begins to like melt his jaw dislocates and he and this, throws and up like the synthetic skin is like ripping as yeah. so he's like unhinging his jaw and it's just separating from his body it's and he projectile vomits like six uh large spheres that begin Tactics, reforming yeah. into fucking Ultron. I thought it was the Toclophane. <laughs> Sorry, we literally just watched this. That fucking entrance by the vision is, is like incredible. holy shit. Incredible. It's literally one of the greatest vision moments of all time. Like, yes. <laughs> and it's kind yes. of crazy. <laughs> it's really good. But standing before us is a squad of Ultrons. What? And not just like um, Ultron drones, like straight up Ultron. Like it is Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. And they open fire with their face lasers. It is a terrifying prospect. Like these people are fucking fighting I, for their lives. I hate that gaping mouth look of Ultron. It's fucking terrifying every yeah, single it's time creepy I see this. Yeah. It is so good. And so Avengers go straight into battle mode they're attacking they're battling with the ultrons um my man hawkeye comes in bro oh, man, man. Hawkeye comes in oh man shoots five arrows lands them all in the mouths they all explode bada bing you think it's done because you're like damn hawkeye's a fucking mac nope they all just turn back on yeah <laughs> fucking <laughs> wild um this cap moment. pretty quickly susses out that the way to get rid of them is to uh, break off the heads. Again, some some Walking Dead yes. bullshit going on with this. I know, right? It's so mm -hmm. weird. Um, and I would like to present, while you are reading this volume, now that we are however many minutes into this, uh, the music for this week, the oh, please. musical track to listen with this. It is Fall Into Me by Alev Lenz. Uh, this was a song that I originally uh, came into contact with because of Black Mirror, which has one of oh. the the episode that it is in. I can't remember the episode, but it is a dark as fuck because it's Black Mirror ending. And this music is like the world is coming to an end kind of fall into me. 
Fall Into Me by Alev Lenz. That's A-L-E-V-L-E-N-Z. It is haunting. But so we see the battle continue, and Jen, as She-Hulk, is brutally fucking bashing one of the Ultron drones skull first into a piece of the wreckage and it's really upsetting because you see the tears like welling up as she's doing this because she's she's in fight or flight and as a hulk your default is to fight but she's having a hard time processing everything that's happened and after they're able to dispatch with the Ultrons, she goes straight to Vision's body and starts shouting. It's like, why did you do this to us? Why? And really cool when it comes to the, uh, the lettering, her words start to become ragged. Her words start to become less and less um comprehensible as she gets angrier and angrier and she ends up ripping vision's body in half this is the first incident of brian michael bendis having a character be ripped in half in his avengers run let's go ahead and keep account of how many times this happens Bing. count meter thing one there you go We'll call it the Bendis body count, and it is Bendis body count. <laughs> oh, here we are. We're here. Uh, Janet the Wasp tries Damn to it. talk some sense to. Uh, <laughs> Why did I laugh? To Why did I laugh? <laughs> because you work at the loft <laughs> and you're required. Yes, you are. Oh, and you're gonna hear she holds that swats the wasp month. away. <laughs> And then begins just laying into the other Avengers. Uh, she knocks Cap down, picks up a Jeep. It picks it up over her head and it cuts to black. We then hear two voices speaking to each other. Is it over? No. There's more? Much more. They are many and they have much to answer for. We should just kill them and be done with it. And what would that prove? It has no meaning that way. You're so stupid. But the answer is no. It isn't over. Chaos Chapter 2. I mean, a banger of a 500th issue. Holy Again, fuck. That's Avengers 500. Wow. Usually, that's and usually crazy. those big landmark issues are like, oh, big celebrations or yeah. like a lesson for the heroes. But no, this is yeah. the end of the world as you know it. This is the end of everything. Yeah. So Avengers and 501. I feel fine. <laughs> Chaos Part 2. Uh, we see Tony going over the footage of his freak out with i think it's the chief of staff yes. new chief of staff and he's basically like look i don't know what the fuck happened um i need to talk to the president and the chief of staff is like no you're going to hand in your resignation or we're going to fire you and i don't like the cut of this guy's jib i'm just gonna say it yeah not a fan of this good. guy doesn't feel not good. a fan of this guy but does feel like someone who'd work in the bush administration yeah, baby. <laughs> so we see um tony you know gets the alert senator. the code white and he's like i gotta go 
there's an emergency at Avengers Mansion. And we see, because we initially see Tony like in front of a bunch of these screens, but we pull out and that's just what the view was from inside his armor. I miss that so much. It's I miss back when it wasn't spot. heads up display shit. It was mm-hmm. like, oh no, you're in like another, like it feels like you're in another environment. Yeah. Like I you're basically hermetically sealed so yes. inside of this like control console. Yes. This is ultimate as fuck. Like yes. this is real ultimate style shit. Yeah. And I think uh, that has no, to do a lot movie, with the art. Display. It I does, mean, it which do we, we haven't art. talked enough about David Finch. David Finch is killing it on this book. David Finch fucking crushes. Oh, this is it. some real good David Finch. Good stuff. Like, I would not expect killer I, here. I would not expect the Twin Peaks guy being such a great artist. On uh, no, uh, uh, really Jacob, fascinating. Uh, no, J- Jacob, you're, you're thinking of David what? Lynch. Oh, uh, is that not who David he is? D- different people, different people. Dif- different people. Yes, Are they related? A different, no. no, they're literally Nathan different. Lynch just sounds similar. Last names. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I Somewhere was... David Lynch is having a little cup of tea. He's like, I'm thinking about drawing Avengers comics now. <laughs> you know, it's stunning David Lynch. I've never heard him speak, but that's exactly how he sounds. Uh, that is actually exactly how he sounds. <laughs> no wonder he um, keeps quiet all the time. <laughs> we cut this is this is that panel i was talking about where like you see like oh here's iron man flying to the mansion yeah and like it's a bright sunshiny day everywhere else and then you go to the next page and it is just like so engulfed in like yes. flame and smoke right around them that mm-hmm. it looks like it's an entirely different landscape <laughs> it's terrifying <Oof. laughs> uh so we see right as she hulk was about to crush cap with the jeep uh captain britain took her sword to uh, She-Hulk's hip, did literally nothing. She grabs Captain Britain by the head and fucking wallops her and throws her to the side. She drops the Jeep onto Cap, but he's able to get his shield up so that he can block the blow. And then She-Hulk just starts going on a rampage. And you see that she, again, digivolves into essentially... What I think is really interesting, because this is a form that she would take later, much later, during the Hickman run of Avengers post um, the, I want to say post the beginning of that run when she become when she takes over the book as just Hulk. Um, mm-hmm. This oh, is yeah. like after a much more Civil monstrous War version. Yes, after Civil yes. War Two. Thank you. Yes. Um, yes, the Marco Tamaki run. Yes, great run. Good stuff. Great Ooh. run. Uh, this is a much more monstrous version of her that we hadn't seen before, which is fascinating yep. to know that this has been inside of her this whole time. Yeah, it's almost um, like this is her worst fear. Weird. <laughs> um, hmm. She goes to strike out at some civilians when, wham! We we actually get a crackoom as uh, Iron Man goes in and socks her on the jaw to disable kind her for rules. a moment. Kind of really rules. Um, They're able to lift the Jeep off of Cap. He's okay. Falcon is like, hey, I found Wasp. I know we we shouldn't move her, but she's tiny and I didn't want anyone to step on her. And there is something heartbreaking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what it is? It's so funny because I think that exactly happens in Final Crisis, doesn't it? With the super young team. 
Yeah. Yes, you're right. Doesn't uh, this exact same thing yes. happen? Where he's like, I found her. I just didn't want her to get stepped on. I shouldn't have moved yeah. it. And I think it's really interesting that Gmo did the same exact thing. Interesting. <laughs> hey, good artists copy. As That's know. what I'm saying. Um, he's like, and uh, Falcon's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta get her, get her to the hospital before, and then the page turn of yeah. gigantic Hank Pym as Yellow Jacket, staring down at the destruction of the Avengers Mansion, seemingly wrought by Ultron. Mm-hmm. Hank Pym is the creator of Ultron in the comics. If you are unaware and you have your, you know, most of your knowledge through the MCU, in the comics, Hank Pym was the sole creator of Ultron. And it has been the one of the biggest black marks on him as a person for his entire comic book career up till modern day. And so not only seeing this thing that they thought they had defeated, that he was the cause of, but also seeing Vision, who is more or less his grandson or his nephew, and then Falcon holding a tiny unconscious Janet in his hands. It's traumatic. You can see it in his eyes. he is going through it but he doesn't have time to freak out he basically just wraps his hand around sam and he's like we're going to the hospital and he takes him with him uh we cut over to that hospital we cut over to beth israel hospital where uh cap is able to get his shoulder popped back into place doctor's like i gotta go tend to the rest of your team and he's like how is everybody and we get cutaways to kelsey lee Captain Britain, whose condition is critical. We see Jennifer Walters, who is in shield custody. In a back to tank. In a back to tank. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. We cut to the shield morgue, where a toe tag marks Scott Lang. Cause of death, spontaneous disintegration slash investigation pending. We cut to Mm. essentially a dock where a... um, Forklift is moving a crate that reads Vision Project. Return to Stark Enterprises pending clearance and authorization. Package one of two. Package one of it's, two is so I, funny. Yeah. <laughs> one of two is real. It did It's a long package too. Yeah. It's, it's really it's so well, funny. he didn't get he didn't get like bisected like top half bottom no. half. He got like no. rift down it's the middle. Right, right down yeah. the middle. He got the cyborg so Frieza funny. special. Which, by the way, wouldn't it be since he's halved? Wouldn't they have been able to put both halves in one crate and stuff? They like didn't want that? to stack just, them on top of each other. They I, figured that'd be rude. Yeah, I'm like, why did you not stack them on top of each other though? Like, it's so okay. funny. It so then wasteful. we cut to another room in the Beth Israel Hospital with patient Janet Van Dyne. That is Janet Van Dyne, Pim. Because legally, she is still married to Hank Pym. However, they've been separated for some time. And Hank gives this monologue at Janet's bedside. Janet has not returned to normal size, which is uncommon. Usually, whenever she's knocked out, we even see this in stuff like Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm -hmm. When she's knocked unconscious, she normally reverts to normal size. So the fact that she hasn't is upsetting. Also, I have to mention this. Um, 
David Finch draws her like she's Ultimate Janet, and I am. I, I mean, here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> because of this story, I'm convinced that's why you have a David Finch on Ultimatum. And I just keep getting the flashbacks. Oh, no. Don't bring <laughs> that up. Don't bring that up. Oh, no. I mean, you literally have giant Hank Pym seeing that Janet is, like, small and injured slash dead. You know, whatever. And... Uh, you just expect them to grab the blob and fucking eat them. You know, <laughs> like, it, uh, Janet bad. wasn't small in Ultimatum when he fell. No, she her. was uh, normal size. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Hank and Janet have been on the outs for a long time. Um, and so he's kind of bearing his soul to her and hoping that she wakes up. We cut to the courtyard where a crowd has gathered to watch as the Avengers are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And immediately, Tony's like, this is not a fucking, this is not a coincidence that all this shit happened within hours of each other. Like, this is coordinated. And then all of a sudden, Hank goes like, hey, did you fucking tell him what you did, buddy? He comes <laughs> out. He's obviously in his feelings. And he's like, this motherfucker just pulled all of our funding, just pulled our association with the UN. This guy got fired as the Secretary of Defense. Like, this guy fucked us on live television. And he says he was fucking drunk. <laughs> and everyone turns towards him and tony says i know what it feels like i was drunk i did not drink anything and hank is like i was fucking right there dude i know how you were acting and tony looks to his fellow avengers he says you don't is that it like you, you just don't believe me because of my history and fucking Captain America. And I can hear this in Brian Bloom's voice. Yeah. You can hear all of them perfectly. Yes. In the, yes. Earth's Mightiest Hero's voice. I believe you. Yes. Yes. This is the most Captain America thing ever oh, to hear. Immediately. It was so and then good. perfect Falcon moment to follow up. Like, man says what the man says. I believe you. I just, yeah. <laughs> but of course, Hawkeye, he's the skeptic. That's what he. That's the role he has served since he's the molder, baby. The quartet. Uh, no, he's the Scully. He's the Scully. He's Scully's the Scully. And he's like, look, I. My and he brings up like my dad was an alcoholic. All the things you're saying, he said. I'm not saying I don't believe you, but there are questions. And fucking Tony does not take that well, and he just flies off. Also, this is a pre-extremist armor. Uh, Tony, which yeah, is, it is. great. I love yeah, it, so it is. I it's fucking love good. it. It's so good. Um, we we do also. I mean, again, this is real good Hawkeye shit, just in general. Because yes. beforehand, really, yeah. Hawkeye's talking about how like no, like we've kind of been asking for this. We we've, we've been yeah. waiting for this kind of day to happen. Like we we've we been making enemies for so mighty, long, making enemies. You know, and we've just been careless. We literally left Jack just up there in space. Like we've been really careless. This All has about been the short a long term. time coming. We should have seen this happening. Yeah. Like, and he's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Avengers accountability sucks. If there's any Avengers that need a fucking Sokovia Accords, is these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like for real. Like, they need to get their shit straight. <sighs> it's crazy. Deep and cut, so baby. they all get a little, uh, little notification 
Um, apparently the UN is having an emergency meeting right now. And Cap's like, we got to go back to the mansion. We get, basically got to go back to the scene of the crime. And so um, Cap, Falcon, Hawkeye, they go off the jet. Hank decides to stay with Janet. They touch down in the park across from the mansion. And what they arrive to is the entire superhero community waiting for them. You got your Fantastic Fours. You've got your Spider People. You got your your Moon Knights. We got your Daredevils. We've got all Wonder these people Man. who are either former or current Avengers who have arrived at the ruins of the Avengers Mansion, and they are headed up by Nick Fury. Nick Fury, classic. Yeah, baby. Old school Nick Fury. David Hasselhoff. Yeah, Nick, Fury. Nick Fury. Yeah. Look at this guy. I want to kiss him on the mouth. Oh, Fuck. I'm so happy. Fuck, I miss that guy so much. Also, oh, an sick. interesting inclusion who has never been an Avenger, off to the right hand side, sitting on top of a fire truck. Well, that's your Spider -Man? neighborhood Spider Man. It's Spidey. Yeah, interesting, Nick. Spidey. Fucking Wait. interesting. Chaos Part Three. No. Oh wait, not no, not point. past it, not before this. Not until right. this point. Not, yeah. not before he's, this. He's always wanted to be on the team. That's never right. been on the team. He's gotten, oh. I think, one or two offers. He turned them down. Mm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Daredevil never been an Avenger up to this point either. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, issue five hundred two, Chaos Chapter Three, starts off with that meeting where Cap's like, "What are you guys doing here?" And <laughs> Black Panther says the call went out, and so we answered. Black and Panther I with fucking love that shit. Black yeah. Panther with I'm, cape, baby. I miss that Marvel Knights I'm, costume. Black yeah. Panther. Uh, they just Back released like, Jacob. They just released a Marvel Legends figure for that. You should go. Get and it, it looks. Oh my god! It looks yeah. really good. It is him it's, with the cape, and it oh, looks really good. It's so. It's back when he when they were like, "Well, just make him look like Batman," and I was just like, "Yes, yeah. yes, please, <laughs> might as like, well." Batman. That's, yeah. that's right. You fucking do. Because but that's so all it is. like, yo, this is a fucking crime scene. I don't know, like, all of you are dealing with, like, different, like, radiation, cosmic rays and shit. You could be contaminating this. Y'all need to go. And then a voice rings out. That of Carol Danvers. At this You're point, right. known as... Warbird, baby! Yes. Um, <laughs> formerly Miss Marvel, the future Captain Marvel. She says, is it true? Is Scott Lang really dead? And Cap says, yes. Uh, He's like, I really would like to point out that this is white man Nick Fury that uh, he said uh, he told everyone to leave and everyone ignored him. However, if this was Samuel Jackson, everyone would start to like disperse. Like, yeah, we, I'm we, just we pointing should probably this out right now. Another place. To I'm go. just pointing out that we can just go difference. across the street to the park. Like, it's all the way away from here. It's I guess the difference. You're right. It's the difference between right. white Nick Fury and and Samuel Jackson Fury because of the fact that nobody would listen to the white guy. In. But when it's Nick, but when it's Sam Jackson, you're just like, oh yeah, we gotta leave. We let's let's just go. Let's I guess you're right. Else. Let's go to a And speaking of controversial takes, we get a communication that the uh, chief of staff saying, in light of today's unpleasant events, the United Nations has unanimously voted to disavow its relationship with the Avengers. Whoa. Shit. 
But in light of, you know, not saying that they didn't do good shit, but in light of today's public performance by Stark, mixed with the growing concerns over the stability of such so-called hero organizations, we will be revisiting this. They click, they shut off the transmission. That, my dear friends and farmers, is a seed. It's been planted. Watch it grow. We're going to watch it grow, baby. <laughs> Everybody's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, what is happening, what to do next. And all of a sudden, Nick Fury looks up and says, holy shit, as a Kree fighter jet seemingly materializes out of thin air. Like, wow. Crazy. Everyone's like, what the wow. fuck? Because, and this is one of those, well, yeah, this might as well happen. <laughs> Yeah, Hawkeye yeah. goes. I need to go get some more arrows. As we I, I mean, page, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> an entire armada of Kree ships has arrived and is laying waste to New York City. Amazing. Holy fuck! Like holy it's again. Fuck. It's you don't get a second to breathe. Everything is going wrong. All of the yeah, it's scary, uh, just started Bad Batch season three. Fucking go watch that shit. It's incredible. Yeah, um, I keep hearing that you watch that. It's I so fell good. off like middle of season one. It was just taking way too long. Genuinely so good. Um, okay. First four episodes are out as you were listening to this. Uh, go, do, go watch it. It's great. Um, they start raining down hellfire. Everyone is scrambling to fight these things. Nick Fury does something interesting. He takes out his big old proton cannon. He fires at a ship. It does not make contact. Nick Fury assumes this is a force shield. I like to believe it might be something else. Mm. Everyone is going through. They're fighting against these fighter jets. They are blowing up shit. Um, we get to see a little bit from uh, Jacob's favorite Avenger Quasar. Quasar! Um, getting fucking shot out of the sky <laughs> like a punk. Quasar, uh, we, we didn't talk about the fact that Nick Fury called the helicarrier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the helicarrier's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's Stick like, what do you mean? Like, what are you guys seeing out right the now? Window. I fucking love that. <laughs> I love like, oh, like, oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it didn't show up on yeah. their sensors is Should've interesting. Yeah, no, I didn't think of that either. I just yeah. thought it was like, oh, they're very, they're being ultra sneaky. They're, cloaked. they're obviously, they're, they're cloaked. cloaked. They're cloaked. And the force fields where it goes through like the, 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 the ship mm -hmm. when Nick Fury flies. I was like, oh, force yeah. fields. Yeah, of course. All of this makes sense. All of this does kind and of so make sense. And so all of the Kree, all of a sudden Kree soldiers <laughs> beam down. They start opening fire as ground forces. And Fury, again, is the person to point out. He's like, this ain't right. Like, they have the tech and the machinery to level New York without even breaking a sweat. There is no reason any one of them should be touching down and engaging in ground fights. There is no reason for this. All of a sudden, big ol' explosion, arrows go flying. We see Hawkeye armed My to the man. teeth, which has oh, man. many arrows as he has ever worn at one time. It's so My man good. is clenching arrows up his asshole. He's got fucking like he three arrows knocked immediately. 
And he's like, I'm about to fucking rain down arrows. My arrows will blot out the fucking sun. And he starts laying into these ground soldiers. Unfortunately, laser fire shoots him in the back and lights up his quivers. And if you're familiar at all with Hawkeye, Uh he's got explosive arrows. So he is now a ticking time bomb with all of these arrows strapped to his body. And Hawkeye shouts, not like this. One of the most famous comic lines. (laughs) He runs up, he grabs one of the Kree soldiers who armed with a jetpack and launches both of them into the sky towards the Kree mothership and shouts like this sending himself and the Kree soldier into the ship and detonating it. Iconic. 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 And it's funny, too, because, like, even if you're not familiar with this story, the not like this, not like this for Hawkeye, everybody (laughs) knows about it. Everybody knows the not like this. (laughs) However, I don't think as many people are aware of the like this. This isn't him panicking. This isn't him going out like some fucking punk. It's him realizing the situation. Yeah, it's him realizing the situation, making a tactical choice. Mm -hmm. I am going out, so I'm going to end the conflict. Yeah, he fucking rules. So he launches himself straight into the ship, destroys it, huge explosion, and the faces of everybody says it all. Shock, horror, sadness, Black Widow is fucking destroyed. And in a moment, Cap just fucking calls for the assembly and they go to war. And they start walloping on these Kree soldiers until they all warp out. All the ships fly away, disappear into the horizon. And the Avengers are left to pick up the pieces of their shattered base and their shattered team. Now everyone's like, I don't fucking know what to do. I don't know what's going on here. And we see, is this Rick Jones? Yeah, it is, baby. Yeah, so Rick Jones is inspecting the uh, crashed ship. And he pulls off a little piece of it. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, it's, I mean, it's a ship, right? He's like, no, no, no. Like, it's not metal. Like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And everyone's like what the fuck are you talking about when all of a sudden a voice says i'm sorry i could not get here sooner but i thought by now you would understand the true nature of these attacks the magics are being abused as the astral projection of stephen strange arrives and there's this moment of realization where steve recognizes what strange is saying and the reality sets in for him about who is truly behind this sick sick, sick. Ah! 
Um, Avengers issue 503. Uh, this is Chaos Part 4. Also, the just as an aside, the covers have been fantastic. Yes. On each of these parts. Um, covers have been amazing, really selling that this is a big, like, this is an all-encompassing, all-hands-on-deck thing that's happening. Yeah, they're cool jam pieces. Um, there's been a specific character who's been on every cover, and I think that's a really good choice. That is true. I'm interested. Hold on a sec. I need to look through these covers real quick. Yeah, there's a specific character on all three of the covers. Um, okay, which so I don't know if, switch. because you're reading it in the trade, right? I don't know if your 502 has the big, uh, the big like words on it that says one of these Avengers will die, which is pretty fun. No, for, for 502? For 502. It has um, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, Wasp, and Yellow Jacket, right? And then at the bottom uh, of the yes. cover, it does say one of these Avengers will die, which is pretty dang. Fun. It doesn't. It doesn't show that on mine. That's fucking wild. But you do yeah. see the image of them. Yeah, that's how. That's like wild. The cover cover. Yeah, it's sick. But do you, you see what I mean? There is one person yeah. on all three of those covers. Is on every single cover, starting from five hundred. That's and it's not wild. Been featured in this book very much. That's wild. I didn't uh-huh. notice that. Uh, okay. So, Avengers number 503, Chaos Part 4, where we don't continue with the action. We cut to then. Don't do this. Don't, don't do this. At the <laughs> Avengers Mansion, where... They are having a scene that I feel like is ripped straight out of that fucking cartoon. I feel like we're going to get this a lot. Um, yeah. We see Hawkeye doing, you know, some archery practice with the world's shortest shorts. Yeah, Hawkeye looking hot, dude. And uh, hot. listen, wearing the cake uh, shirt. There's bulge there. <laughs> They're showing it. There's quite the well. If you ever need someone to draw beautiful people. You get yourself an Olivier Coipel. Oh boy! Who takes oh, over boy. this flashback? I tell you, everyone oh, here is super hot. It's super kind of hot. Um, uh, 2004 Brad Pitt for Clint here. Is that what? I uh, would not disagree with that. Yeah, like I would not right around Troy. Yeah, yeah uh, I was thinking like Ocean's Eleven ish. Yeah. Oh, I could see that too. Yeah, I could see that yeah, too. Just for with sure. the Troy hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's just do it. Welcome back to Beneath the Belt. Welcome back to Under yeah, the Belt, a podcast, yeah, a podcast where we lust after everyone that Olivier Coipel draws. Hell um, yeah, baby. Look good how he draws Janet's butt. My God. The way that he draws oh, Janet, wow. the way that he draws Wanda, the way that he draws Clint. I'm burying my, my face in a lot on this page. Like, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dive, so dive. Good. Yeah, uh, gladly, gladly. Is that a monkey bone reference? That was a monkey bone reference. So we see <laughs> um, Janet and Wanda lounging by the pool while Clint does his target practice. Yes. And Janet talks about how she, you know, she was late. 
but that everything's all good now. And she starts to talk about like, oh, like, you know, wouldn't it be weird if that happened? And like at this point, she's been, you know, having a bit of a love affair with Hawkeye off and on. And she's like, yeah, that's what the world needs. Another little Clint Barton running around. And she mentions, Janet does, she's like, a kid in an Avengers environment is bad. Like Avengers should not have kids. Superheroes should not have kids. That should be a rule. And Janet, who's had a Martuni or two, says, and you thought you could have two? Which catches Wanda's attention. She's like, what do you... What do you mean? <laughs> I love it. I like, mean, in just sp- straight up oh. Earth's Mightiest Heroes fashion, Janet. Just what? Yeah. I got to pee. And she like gets up and she's like, okay, bye. I'll be back. And we see this moment of realization because for those of you unaware, there was a time when Scarlet Witch and the Vision were in the middle of their romance. And Scarlet Witch had two beautiful twin baby boys. However, it was later on discovered that these two boys, Tommy and Billy, were not Wanda's kids. In fact, they were um, basically fabrications of Wanda's powers. Her abilities had evolved from probability and chaos magic into reality warping, and she created these two kids. And the realization of this, the fact that her kids were not real, broke her. To the point that through the magic-y, magic-y intervention of Agatha Harkness, they wiped her memory of ever having these kids so as to save her the pain. And I'm using quotations there when I say that. And this was a moment. This is the moment when Wanda remembers. We cut to now. So So this has been pretty much the precursor to WandaVision. Yes, 100%. Yes was meant to come later okay yes that's what i was wondering yeah uh that's amazing like like i i couldn't imagine like this would happen like soon like this was like was this recent too was this like within the last like couple of years or something no like no. No. no this, this happened in like what the mid 80s oh, like, okay. yeah it was so a it's been at away. least a decade that they've been keeping the secret from her wow Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, And so we cut to now where Doctor Strange has arrived and everyone's like, I don't fucking understand. And Strange is like, look, somebody who has manipulated this is powerful. I'm sorry I couldn't be here. I was whatever Brian Michael Bendis needed me to be doing so that I couldn't be involved in this up until now. (laughs) But I'm here now. Do you know anybody? Dr. McGuffin. Yes. Do you know anybody who could orchestrate this level of chaos? And we see Cap fucking break down. Because he knows. We cut back to then. Where Scarlet Witch has arrived to speak with Agatha Harkness. And, you know, they're having a fairly civil conversation until Wanda 
tears streaming down her face says, why do people once think I had two children? And Agatha like fucking, oh, fuck. Like she <laughs> is startled by this. And Wanda, that's all Wanda needs. That is all Wanda needs to know that this was true. And she goes, where are my children? Agatha's like, look, we need to calm down. She's like, where are my children? We cut to now. Where everyone's like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that Wanda could do this. I just want you all to know that at the top of this page where Carol says, no, she she's a good person. She's she's our friend. That's the last time that Carol Danvers calls Wanda that's a lot for friend. I Literally know. for the next 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I kid you not. Any other time she says her name. It's on site. Afterwards. It's <laughs> fucking on site. <laughs> also, that is the last moment. <laughs> Also, two things happen in this scene that I want to bring up. Where, first of all, they're like, no, there's no way. She's not the kind of person who would do this. And someone speaks up, actually, wasn't she a villain one time? And it's like everyone shifts their gaze to fucking Spider-Man, who is the kid sitting at the adult table, pointing something out that seems obvious, but that no one is willing to mention. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like... But I was I was fighting Ultron with you guys. Well, I was, was just fighting. helping right now. <laughs> Are you biting then, my head off? And then the, second a robot thing, too? <laughs> the second thing is fucking seeing Gmo's new X-Men beast here. Yep. Because oh this God, is happening right. at the same fucking time. Yeah, yeah, this is right around the end of Gmo's new X-Men run. Uh, maybe like a little bit after. But yeah, yeah, it is. It's it just is still wild. Ugly horse face, <laughs> cat face beast. <laughs> it's like, it's like dropping in like a, it's like dropping in your own character into a cutscene. Yeah. It's like he doesn't fit the or like changing yeah. up the costume. Like I mentioned it before. Um the Suicide Squad game, which has ruled my life for all of January. Or well, I mean most of February. I have the extraordinary blessing to have the classic comic book Captain Boomerang costume. Hell yeah, baby. And I have that equipped to my Captain Boomerang. Hell yeah, baby. Which is fucking hilarious. Because I just changed it for the first time. <laughs> anytime that a serious situation is going on or a, you know, world-ending situation, people are dying, serious, serious, Arkham serious shit is going on, there's my fucking Captain Boomerang in his silly 60s costume running around. With the, the dumbass hair like. that comes off of his beard in like a triangle. <laughs> Triangles! His hair has molded into his chops. It's crazy. I fucking love it so much. <laughs> but it's like that. It feels like just dropping a fucking character yeah. whose costume does not match anything else that's going on. Or it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, these two historical figures were alive at the same time. It's like, right, exactly. <laughs> fuck, I forgot that this was going on at the same time as this book. 
one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> it's just weird. It was like a weird dissonance for me where I was like, I don't I fucking it. understand this. I love it. And so everyone's like, okay, look. We need to catch you up on what the fuck happened. And Doctor Strange is just like, where the fuck was I during all this? No one wanted to... Scarlet Witch is dealing with chaos magic and no one thought, hey, we should talk to the guy who knows magic stuff. Like, I love that. I, I love, love that. Where they're like, oh yeah, she, she just tapped into this thing. Uh, she calls it the chaos magic. So he's like, what are you people talking about? He's like, there is no such fucking... He's like, there is no such fucking thing as chaos magic. That's imaginary. (laughs) He's he's that woman on the plane is like, that motherfucker is not not real. (laughs) But like, I love how they're like, they're going through the history, right? And they're like, you know, she came up with kids and then, you know, she created them and then they were whisked away. And just the face that that Doctor Strange makes is just this like walking into like walking into the daycare, having dropped your kid off after about six hours. You get off work, you get there, the entire place is on fire, none of the workers seem to be there, and you're just like <laughs> They did what? They overthrew a government? <laughs> what? They're four years old. How did they because he's just like wait there were kids what happened to the kids and they're like well she fucking she made them up and then they had to go away she willed them into existence and he's like she fucking you can't just do what that's not how the force works that's not how the force works what that's so good but it's this moment of him being like look Y'all should have been coming to me about this a long-ass time ago because she was given her fucking magic abilities because of a mutant mutation, which later on would be a retcon, but who knows what the fuck is going on with Marvel's continuity anymore. Uh... And she was given that ability without having learned how to use it. So no one decided, let's go to the guy who knows magic to try and sort this shit out. And Carol... Bless Carol's heart. It's just like, wait a second, it's magic. You can just reverse it all. <laughs> Can't you just goes, magic its way out? Because it's magic. And Doctor Strange goes like, do I look like a child's birthday magician? I can't just put the fucking handkerchief back in the imaginary thumb. Uh, uh, Spider-Man slowly raising his hand going like, oh, um, sorry, uh. <laughs> I, I thought he's like were. does anyone have any questions spider-man slowly raises his, raise his hand, hand. Does, any have, does anyone have any questions that don't involve birthday clowns <laughs> slowly <laughs> roses his hand back down. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's so everyone's just like look we all know about this wanda's been talking about the chaos magics for years and doctor strange hits them with that's a fucking made-up word. <laughs> you just fucking came up with that. There are no such thing as magic. <laughs> Chaos magic does not <laughs> fucking bullshit. exist. 
You are a liar. I am being punked because this, dear it's listener, just... was the was the was the era of being punked by it, Ashton Kutcher. It really was. Two thousand four. Yeah. You could watch Punked and then immediately follow it up with an episode of Yo Mama. Oh God! <laughs> Y'all remember oh. Yo Mama? Oh, that was fuck. a hell of a show. Ooh, oh my God. Wee. So we we then oh. get this incredible <laughs> monologue from Doctor Strange. I fucking love this. The, yeah. I miss Doctor Strange being this. He says Me too. Like all of these characters are like exactly what I want them to be at this time. <laughs> this is this is. I don't know. Like, I, I like where Doctor Strange is at. Go go read the Doctor Strange. I mean, the Doctor Strange book is very good. Incredible. Yes. Also, but I do miss this version. Yeah. This yes. version of Doctor Strange has always been though. my favorite because it like it always reminded me of Vincent Price as Doctor oh, Strange. Oh, for sure, hundred yes. like, percent. This is always this is been, Vincent Price Doctor yeah. Strange. This is like the last of Vincent Price Doctor Strange yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's why I love it because I can hear all of this reasoning and logic mm-hmm. from that voice. And and also, it. this is the Doctor Strange mm-hmm. who would later fit into a group that we will not be naming at this point. Because I feel like current Doctor Strange doesn't yes. make sense in a shadowy group like that. No, he does New not. Defenders? Wait. Uh, defenders? No, you'll you'll we'll, find out. We'll get to it. Okay. So we'll Doctor Strange says, okay, forget we're talking about your friend for a second. Let's talk about an orphan mutant with a sordid, violent past, with powers she did not earn, nor can she control, powers she never fully understood. Can you understand the delicate mindset of a woman, a person, who has control over reality? And this breakdown of Scarlet Witch as like the as a concept, fucking mind blowing. He continues, yes. it means reality controls her. Imagination becomes the enemy. Structure disappears. Reality eventually, as she knows it, starts to slip away elude her blur drama conflict tragedy they become excuses to change the world to fit the image that she has for it anything she doesn't like she can change no matter how slight people places things everything is hers to change but every time she does that every time she gives in to her desires no matter how noble they may be a little more of her slips away She loses herself, her reason. But she struggles quietly every day to keep it in check, to keep it all together. For a person of strong mind and body, for a person of pure spirit, the task of coping with these powers would be all-consuming. But there's a but here's a woman for whom, by the nature of her upbringing and chosen occupation, every day is stressful, chaotic. And after a life lived with lost love, violence, and drama, what does she do? She says to herself, I deserve happiness. I want to bring something into this world that is good, that I can love. And she gives birth to children, even though she can't. She played mommy to make herself feel like someone she thinks is normal. And that ends tragically as well. If I told you a story like this, you'd say to yourself, this sounds like a person who has lost control of themselves on a deep psychological level. You'd say this sounds like a disturbed 
person. Now does anything I have described not sound like Wanda Maximoff? And throughout this monologue, we are intercut with panels of Wanda going back two decades. Yeah. Of everything she has been through. Yeah. And even under the worst circumstances, even the best person, given that prompt, would snap. All it takes is a little push. Like, that's the thing. Because in yeah. the years since this story has come out, one has been demonized, both in yep. continuity and by readers. Yep. And yeah. looking at it from this perspective, it's like, well, fucking of course. If literally anybody else had that power, the same thing would fucking happen. Here's the thing, is that this speech is what everyone forgets from this story. Yes. Yeah. Everyone forgets this. Me, because I have yeah. not read this story in over a decade. Everyone forgets this. This feels like what the speech should have been given to the Avengers during Multiverse of Madness. That Doctor yes. Strange yes. was hundred yeah. percent. Yes, this this is exactly what they were trying to encapsulate in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But you know who would handle that movie differently? Of uh, this version of Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. not wrong. You're not wrong. You know who would be better off for that movie? Of uh, this version of Doctor Strange. Who's, oh, I don't know, compassionate. Anyway. But genuinely, uh, also, <laughs> this is the same shit that happens to MCU Wanda. Like, we want to talk yes. about it. Like, yeah. people who yes. watched Multiverse of Madness, they're like, it's a terrible fucking movie. They villainized Wanda. And it's like, it's like no. No. No, like we, they didn't. We all could have gotten to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a larger discussion. They do as good a job as they did. Mm -hmm. yeah it's fucking crazy and everyone comes to that realization where it's like yeah holy fuck we gotta find Agatha because Agatha Harkness was the one who wipes Wanda's memory we need to find Wanda and everyone's like Doctor Strange after giving us this dressing down where you told us exactly what the fuck we needed to hear can you also give us a hand and lead us holding our hands to where Wanda is and Doctor Strange is like oh, get in the van <laughs> <laughs> we then cut to Wanda with her family her two boys her husband Vision her brother-in-law Wonder Man who fucking yeah. and I, Agatha Harkness I miss him Bringing in dinner, it's like, hey, it's dinner time. Everybody's having a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And all of a sudden, a shadow in the doorway. Steve Rogers is here. And it's this weird, like, saturation of everything except the color red that I fucking love. I love how this I love looks. It. The colors in this is, are scary. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to the credits, um, colors are by uh, Frank Darmada. And yeah, that makes sense. He was running fuck, the table at Marvel this time. Holy fuck are they good. Yeah. yeah. And so we see and we realize that the two voices we heard at the end of the first chapter 
were these kids arguing. One of them kind of representing the angel on one shoulder, the other representing the devil on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got to fucking get rid of him. He's like, no, 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 no. He's our friend. Like, he's always been mom's friend. He's like, no, no, no. They're going to break us up again. And Steve's like, he unmasks and he's like, Wanda, you don't have kids. This isn't real. Like, you're talking to yourself. And they're like, no, mom, he's going to fucking ruin this for us. And he's like, we are friends. We've grown close. I want to help you. They were he- recently fucking. They were recently fucking. It was a whole thing. It was an Avengers. But then, wait, really? Oh, Steve turns around, and there's the Red Skull in his fucking smoking jacket (laughs) with the fucking long, the long cigarette holder, cigarette holder, baby. (laughs) And we see these Nazis open fire. Steve is launched out the window, and the kids are like, "Don't let them take us away." And Wanda says, no one will take you away from me again. You turn the page and the entire facade is gone. And it's just Wanda floating above the sea of superheroes. And starting from here for the next decade, it is fucking on site with Carol Danvers, who launches herself at Uh, Wanda. uh. But Wanda conjures up Rogue. Just conjures up a Rogue. Yeah. To fight uh, against not not a rogue, but well, I mean it is a rogue, but but not D D standards. No, no. It's it's a it's it's our it's, it's our rogue, X-Man. Sugar. But it, she yeah. fucking conjures up an army to fight the army that came for her. Yep. Holy fuck. That Hulk scares the fuck Terrifying. Out of I, I don't That's like... how you know that, that was Rick Jones before because this is the Hulk who's about to pummel Rick Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's no. everybody's worst fears, yeah. which I think is hilarious because you turn to the right or to the left and it's Spider-Man fighting clones. Yeah. Yep. I think that's fucking yep. hilarious. Which is really that's really good. It's actually true, yeah. Really it's good. Really, really fucking good. good. It's really um, good. Musical cue. Uh, in very typical me fashion, the Henry Jackman score for Captain America Civil War, I think is terrific. Ooh, uh, so and true. you could go for either the track of Civil War or the track for Clash. Civil War Ooh. is the one that plays during the airport fight yep. when they actually like really get into the big airport fight. Uh, and it's very similar to Clash, which is what plays when you have the three-way fight between Iron Man, Winter Soldier, and Captain America. Uh, Two but- of the best superhero fights. I ever two made of the best superhero fight. fights. Uh, what two did of the best scored moments. What did yes. you say again? What were the two of them? Uh, uh, Civil War and uh-huh. Clash. And Clash. Okay. Yeah. So the fight is going on. Wanda's using her abilities to conjure up all of these, you know, opponents. And then she is confronted by Doctor Strange. The two of them clash. Fucking Wanda summons Dormammu. Let's talk about the lettering real quick on Doctor Strange speaking yes. here. Yes. Yes. Uh, is another thing that I miss about Doctor Strange. His like spells being like spoken spells, but like the the lettering on the wording being mm-hmm. so specific and so weird. And it has this very 
it, it looks like runic sort of you know yeah, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's super fucking good it's so cool by the armana of the vashanti i summon thee it's like oh yeah. fuck yes it's, that i mean again just vincent price's fuck yeah. this <laughs> singular fucking panel with yes. the eye of agamotto behind him yes yeah, gorgeous the, the like eye, that the that's an instant win it's like Gorgeous. no one wins once he strikes that fucking pose. Yes. One yes. is overpowered, dropped out of the fucking sky. Cap catches her. Um, Strange is like, look, if there was any other way, I'm sorry. Her mind was delicate to begin with. She's gone. She's alive, but she's gone. We then oh. cut to home of Agatha Harkness which we last saw when Wanda went to confront her about where her children were. Nick Fury and Dum Dum Dugan have arrived to find out what happened. And they find Agatha's corpse. Complete Norman Bates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wanda yeah. killed her in her grief. I guess it wasn't Agatha all along. And she's been dead for <coughs> a while. Holy fuck. Like, ugh. Ugh. Um... We're like, what the fuck do we... Back with the Avengers, they're like, what the fuck do we do? And then the Master of Magnetism arrives. The best X-Men... The best X-Men character fuck. ever. Like, now, oh my God. He, here's the interesting thing. Yes. Oh my God. yes, 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 yes. Because this is after Gmo's X-Men run, this is after Zorn. Mm -hmm. so zorn. also after they explained that zorn wasn't magneto quote unquote <laughs> and that they were two very different things quote unquote and that zorn was just pretending to be magneto quote unquote uh so that, that is magneto why has basically have... just been living in the ruins of genosha yeah for wow. years yes yeah. wow yeah that's crazy. This, this is kind of like his first public appearance. That's so yeah. crazy. And he's like, I love this look for Magneto too. Like, so it's my good. favorite. It's my so favorite. It's, it's my favorite. Great, I mean, it's it's them learning the lessons from like the movies of like let's give the X Men realistic looks. Yeah. But like, but also this learning the lessons from the really movies well. of like just putting Magneto in robes fucking works sometimes. It's yeah, so it just good. it just works. It just and like works the slender so frame on him like yeah. he looks kind of sickly like he hasn't been around people, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it works so well. It's, so it's such good. a look. It's he's like such a great look. Give me my child. Cap does what he's told. <laughs> and Magneto says something interesting cuz he's like Xavier was right. It was you. And he takes off with her. I don't know what that's referring to, but I can only assume that Xavier caught wind of what the fuck was going on. Yeah, that's that's him. all it is. Yeah. And so in the aftermath of this, everyone fucking embraces having gone through this harrowing moment, the world's worst fucking day to be an Avenger. Yeah. They scatter. And then I don't know if this is scatter. a newer issue. Yes. Yes, this is how yes. the issue actually ended. Yeah. We cut to then. And this, my dear listener, is a reprint. Of it the is a reprint. Yes, th okay. this part is okay, a good. reprint of the okay, forming good. of my favorite Avengers roster. This is a reprint of pages from Avengers 16. Where Wanda Maximoff and her brother Pietro see that the Avengers are 
ending their current roster. And they send in a letter to apply for membership, having just recently left the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. They arrive after being accepted onto the team, and we get the beginning alongside a recently recruited Clint Barton Hawkeye yes. of the kooky quartet era of the Avengers, as well as the redemption of Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. What a gutting ending for an issue. <laughs> yeah. Straight to it, my fucking heart. Yeah. I mean, that is that is a masterstroke of Ben. Like, that is primo Bendish shit. Yes. Yeah. 100%. This is um, something I would expect from Gmo, by the way. Like oh, this intricate. It's a very Gmo moment to do that. Like, are this. two very interesting sides of a coin. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. Um, but yeah, this means a lot to me as a, this hit me especially hard as a reader, just because again, the Kooky Quartet is my favorite version of the Avengers. <laughs> the like so Captain America, Hawkeye, and the Twins. Yeah. I yeah. fucking love this. It was gone too soon. It was only, I believe, 15 issues yeah. of the Kooky Quartet before everybody came back. But this scrappy ragtag team, like if I was ever asked by Marvel to do an Avengers book, it would yeah. be full on just a flashback book of this yeah. team. And it's a time period that's just completely not touched on. Yeah. Ever. Like, like no God, one like, ever tells stories in that time period. It's Mark so Wade did a little mini series yes. of like three issues, I think, that took yeah. place during this period and kind of retold wow. the early, you know, I yeah. believe it was like the first or second issue of the um of the Kooky Quartet era. Great. Yeah. Go read it. It's fucking tremendous. But I so, would love to just get a full on like 12 to 25 issues of is this was um content. with this with this was this the first attempt of the new avengers was this yes. like the first time because like, yeah. they say this, yeah. literally in yeah. this um i can't believe yes and so it's, as the new avengers, new avengers except except the cheers of the crowd and a new era begins i was like is it this is. really the first time where we get new avengers it's crazy yes. how for how much this is used utilizing this to foreshadow a new event. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's right. incredible. Exactly. And both of so those eras awesome. brought about by a choice from Wanda Maximoff. Yes. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Wow. Fucking symmetry. incredible. So good. But yeah, one day I'll do a full uh I'll do a full love letter to the Kooky Quartet. Yeah, but that should. brings us to the final issue of this week, which is the Avengers finale issue. This brings in a bunch of different artists, the ones that I rattled through before. Um, a cover by Neil Adams. Cover by Neil Adams. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous Amazing. cover. Gorgeous Great cover. cover. Uh, we cover. see Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym. Real quick. Uh casting choices right here from just this first panel where they're like looking oh i got ian me. mcgregor from this from this ooh, hank pym that's a oh and then he's keep, a good pick right he's a good hank pym yeah like i saw this look and i was like that Holy looks like ian fuck. mcgregor and like that's like, amazing like prequel star wars at the time ian oh, mcgregor at the time that is a for this. really good pick for hank like <laughs> 
Like it That's works. That's a fucking great. So, so good. That's, like I saw this, guys. I saw this, and then just keep what we have is Janet, like in the regular Ant Man. She would be doing uh, Lost right now, being a TV star. So we should just. Keep oh, her you as mean Janet. Um, uh, I forget uh, her name. Evangeline. Evangeline yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I mean, she's not Janet though. She's um. She uh, she's, she's hope. She's, she's hope. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. But but. But let's let's just say she got but to be Janet. Her Janet. Yeah. yeah, in this. Yeah, I could though also it's it's a little Carrie Ann Moss. There well. it is. There he is. Okay. I was yeah. trying to figure out who a little else. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, Malev does a little bit of Carrie Ann Moss there. I can see that. Who is also real quick? But yeah, that... god damn, Ewan McGregor is Ewan hanging. McGregor is a Ewan McGregor. Really good and that's hanging. only been like since that period. Has yeah. only become a better choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like holy yeah. shit! What a yeah. fucking choice. Yeah. Um. Wow. But we see them looking over That's the ruins of the Avengers Mansion, and they have both come to a decision, but they don't mention it just yet. The most heartbreaking fucking thing Jacob brought up brought up earlier how he, much he loves seeing Jarvis. Oh god. Jarvis trying to clean, clean up the room, the, 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 and Cap just going, yeah. "That's not necessary." Sorry, sir. Habit. Just, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, Just, I it. miss you so much, human Jarvis. I miss you so much. Love it. <laughs> In the aftermath of all this, all the Avengers have gathered to try and figure out what to do next. Uh, Jennifer refuses to turn back into her Hulk form because this was at the period where she could turn, she could uh, go back and forth. Oh, that's mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, this is months later, by the way. We need to yes. uh, Oh, this is months? This month yeah, later. yeah, I forgot about that. That's why the Beast is in his Astonishing X-Men costume. Yep. Uh, as opposed to Again, just a flashpoint, not that one, of a time. <laughs> that page. Again, I can't stress enough. It's one of those, oh, the, those two celebrities were alive at the same time. Mm, Weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so we see at some point, in the intervening months, uh, Tony Stark's identity has been retracted. Mm -hmm. People now do not know that he is Iron Man. I do not know the particulars behind this. Yeah, I truly don't either. I'm, I wasn't into the Iron Man book at that point until a certain person took over it's, and did the extremist story. I'm, so. I'm sure. I'm sure Doug is yelling at us right now. I'm sure he knows exactly yeah, what's going it's on. The, it's Doug, right in. Tell us. Isn't it pretty much just like the whole like it's still the whole bodyguard thing where Iron Man's our no, bodyguard? Yeah, it, it like, like went back to it went that. It back to that, but I don't know. Like a very short period there. of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so Tony's basically like, look, I can't fund the Avengers anymore. And the government is not gonna ally with us. So financially, we can't keep this thing going. Um the ruins of this are going to be labeled as a landmark. I'm not repairing it because I think it, what it says is just as important, if not more so than rebuilding it. This is our memorial. And then unprompted, Carol's like, hey, fuck Wanda, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I see yeah. her, I'm throwing hands <laughs> for the rest of time. Yeah. And then 
And oh. she never let up on that. She never nope. let up from that from you. She's like, I know? hate her more than I've ever hated anyone. I don't forgive her. And she's like, I've been through all of this shit. And I held it together. I didn't go on a rampage. And I could have. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Damn her for what she's done to us. And off in the corner, fucking Janet Van Dyne says she would have forgiven you. And Carol's like, fuck. No. No. <laughs> no. And that's when the other Maximoff twin arrives. Pietro. Quicksilver. In maybe my favorite costume of his. Mm, yeah. His current costume might be my His current favorite. costume fucks. It's it great. Fucks really but hard. It's just something about the lightning sash I, that I love. I love the lightning sash. And I, love I love how silly collar. his iron fist collar is. I, I love yeah. that it's I love that it's really easy to confuse him as possibly being a ice type villain or an ice type kind of yeah. That's a good whatever point. He, he does look kind of like the blizzard or something. That's yeah. so exactly. funny. And it's just the gloves and the boots that do that. It's, it's exactly. also like the two tone of the costume is the two tone like, is also fucking weird. It's a lighter blue than below. It's such a choice and it's yeah. interesting too because like we saw pietro earlier in the adventure yeah. but if you mm -hmm. go back and you look it's not the same costume it's yeah. nope and they even mention that they say yep. like wait a second like we we saw you that day and he's like and he's like wasn't that wasn't me it must have been her doing he's like i've been on vacation yeah. reading novels mm -hmm. and he's like i don't know what the fuck happened um, as a side note, this is when we get a little uh, plug-in by Lee Weeks, who I fucking love as an artist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and... we didn't talk. Uh, the last artist was Steve Epting. Yes. Okay. Which is right before so we've he gone uh, to Malev to Epting to Weeks. Yep. And Pietro is distraught. He's just like, Wanda's with my father. They're with Xavier. He's trying to fix her, but like... I don't think she's ever going to be able to heal from this because once she gets her mind right and she realizes everything she did, it's going to break her all over again. He says no one could recover from this. And this is one of my favorite Pietro moments because he just goes like, I came to her to apologize. I came here to... Fuck. And he just like runs away. Yeah. Like he is so much his father's son. I just they still are to me. <laughs> it's it's still it's real, real to me. <laughs> it might not be real to you, but to me, it's real. It's real. But yeah, he runs off, and everyone's like, "We don't know what the fuck to do," and everyone's just like, "This is it. We're done." And Jennifer specifically says, "I'm done." I know it wasn't me who attacked you, but it was me. We switch into Michael Gatos art. Michael Gatos. She yeah. says, I'm done with the Avengers. I have to go. And that's when Hank and Janet also reveal, hey, we're getting back together. Sort of. We don't know yet, but we're leaving. So we're gone too. And then Falcon is like, I'm hanging up the wings for a bit. He's literally like, I don't know if any of you actually care, but like, <laughs> which is so real because he, I mean, yeah. for so long was just treated as, you know, the affirmative action hire. Yeah. yeah. So it's the real shit from me like, yeah, listen, if y'all care, I'm pretty much done too. 
might actually kind of just like stop this whole thing in general. Uh, yeah. It kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a plug-in with Kelsey, Captain Britain, who's just like, hey, and this one, for whatever reason, it hurt you? the hardest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she yeah. seems really sweet. I don't know. Because yeah. she's just like, I thought it was really fucking cool when you guys invited me to this team. And I grew a bunch. Um, but I'm going to go home. I'm going to take everything that you taught me. I'm going to keep being Captain Britain, but I can't be part of this anymore. So I'm going to go home. It's really sweet. Like, yeah. I don't know. Really I kind of just love her. I love her and so And you mentioned much. Clash earlier. It kind of reminds me in a way of the JLU episode Clash featuring Captain Marvel oh, and Shazam. Yes. It's a yes. different circumstance and the way he yeah. moves is different, but he's just like, I fucking idolize yeah. you guys. I like and you I kick the shit guys. out of me for no reason. Yeah. You don't uh, act like heroes anymore. That's a movie, hard man. episode. Yeah. Fucking love that. I rewatched I recently the Cadmus shit. saga. The Cadmus of JLU. saga. Shit yeah. is one of the best pieces of comic book storytelling ever made. I think it's the best depiction of Amanda Waller. You're yes. not wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best mm-hmm. Um as you all know, I clearly like that interpretation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all aware, Malcolm. Oh, as, as you guys are familiar. <laughs> it's probably the best sound I've ever heard come out of your so... mouth when we were there. <laughs> we have to dedicate, by the way, sidebar. We have to dedicate some time on talking about that on the podcast, but eventually. But we'll see. One day. One day. Uh, yeah. um, but everyone's kind of just like, we did good, right? Like the Avengers were a good thing. And then they go around, they talk about like, what was your best moment? This is a really, th- this is a trick that Bendis pulls a It's lot. a Bendis special. It's and a I Bendis got hurt last I, time. I fall oh, for it every fuck. time. I'm still suffering from the last time we did this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. We had covered one of those. That's right. This this, yeah. this is PTSD. I don't like, I didn't like this part at all. So he loves I doing a jam piece I, issue like yeah. this. Fucking hate him so much. So Tony Stark says that his favorite moment in the, or what he thinks is the best moment is the moment that they became the Avengers. This is where we get the Eric Powell art, I believe. Eric the Powell Eric Powell art, baby. Really uh, good. With just... Eric Powell drawing the Hulk. The Rules. Hulk. So Fucking good. great. So hard. Love his Frankenstein Hulk. Love it. His Frankenstein Hulk is so so good, man. Um, and also like gold armor. Also just classic costumes for everybody. Fucking everyone. Love everyone. Yeah. Um, for so Janet. It was when they found Captain America. This is the Derek Robertson page. Love the Derek Robertson art here. This is gorgeous looking. Yeah, this is the best Derek Robertson art I've ever seen. I would agree. Um, I really like Batman Fortress. (laughs) I was like, so uh, continuing on, we see (laughs) uh, for Hank, it was the Kree Skrull War. Okay, this is my. This was mine. Let me tell you guys, guys, if we want to talk about classic comic booking, the Kree Scroll War is my favorite like period of time of that of that comic. Oh my god. I mean, as and he says, like it's such a moment of triumph for them. Yeah. That's what such I was, I was gonna mention. Triumph. He says, like, sometimes these battles we wage, the fighting can feel somewhat compromised, but this felt like a genuine win. Yeah. 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 And it's like I wish that we had been more a part of it. Fucking love yeah. that. 
Yeah, uh, we're gonna skip over Simon uh, Williamson's because Simon sucks. But uh, oh come on! Uh, I mean it's a, I mean it's a uh, it, it, it's a weird choice. Yeah. It's, it's a, a weird really fucking weird choice. choice. It is a weird because choice. Simon he's... Williams has fucking hated the love between Vision and Scarlet Witch. He's the fucking worst. He sucks. I've been yeah, over this. Yeah, he's the Avengers you, cuck. You can go back to my <laughs> episode on the Wednesday podcast where I did the full history of the love between Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Simon Williams fucking Simon sucks. Williams. Yeah. And I hope that Wonder Man show doesn't happen. So yeah, Abdul Mateen II gets something better. That's the thing. I wish he was just someone better. God. Wonder Man like, fucking sucks. He just does. Character. Yeah. Oh. Too bad. Anyway, uh, too bad. Uh, the Nathan art Fillion is gorgeous that on character. this, though. <laughs> The right, that's the thing. They also this. already introduced that. Yeah. Yeah, this is um, Malev. It's Malev again. Um, or is it uh, David Mack? No, it's David Mack. Yeah, it's David, David Mack. Mack. You're right. David Fucking Mack. gorgeous. Love the watercolor aspect of it. Um, the Beast. Mentions oh yeah, Michael Korvac. Korvac! Oh yeah, oh, yeah baby. Oh and yeah. this is where we Back get some favorite. sweet, sweet Gary Frank. Gary oh, Frank so on good. high form here, baby. Fucking love so this double page good. spread. Probably took him two years to do it. But <laughs> no, this was back when he was fast. This would have taken him like a day. <laughs> he used to be fast. Remember? I those fucking days? love yeah. this page. Remember, he had like an actual quota that he could like so fit. Good. God. Um, so and good. And then we get um, uh, Carol's Carol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is. I don't know who does the art on this. This is Michael Avon Oming. This is Avon Oming. You're right. All right. Um, cool. It's when they fought against Thanos. Yeah. Old school Captain Marvel. Marvel. Really fucking cool. I like that she's like. Hey, I mean, you guys already know, like, you know what Marvel means to me. Hair <laughs> <laughs> like, behind the ear. Like, you know, he's like really important to me. <laughs> I'll say fuck Wanda. Fuck Wanda. Anyone want to say fuck Wanda? Also, fuck Wanda. Wanda. Am I right? It's like too right. soon. It's like too soon. Yeah. Nobody's like raising their hand. Like, <laughs> um, Jarvis, what did you pick? And Jarvis with the sweet, sweet Jim Chung art. Oh my for the god! First it's so time that the Avengers assembled against the Masters of Evil. The Masters of well, Evil. Not, not the first time that they assembled against them, but it's specifically the Siege story. Yeah. The when siege. they when they lay siege to the Avengers. When they Mansion. came to their fucking house. And beat the shit out of Jarvis, by They the said, way. fuck your like, couch. They, they said, fuck literally your came couch. and said, fuck your couch. <laughs> but I, I Which is relevant, because it's 2004. So also, this, yeah. that's <laughs> also really relevant, maybe. Oh, God. Is that going to be know. our thing this season? We're just going to bring up a bunch of mid-2000s shit? Yeah, oh, right, yeah, we we're going to have to. We're gonna we're gonna go in there. We're gonna make all the references, and we're gonna come back all bigger and stronger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's two thousand four. The OC oh. is on. <laughs> Smallville is somebody save me. They're still Where in high school at this point. I think. Oh. Man. Yeah, it's 2004, uh, uh, so that means that it's the Jensen Ackles season. Yup. Yes. It's them graduating high school. Uh, yes. Falcon picks the moment that they triumphed over Ultron. Yeah. And this is the Steve McNiven art, and oh my god, is this beautiful. Oh, Holy good lord. Shit. Steve McNiven used to draw like this. 
he used, used to, to be a country like this. We used to be a society. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And then we cut back to the present day. Because they ask what Caps was. And he says, and this fucking hit me because we, I think we gloss over the fact that Steve Rogers was fighting a war. He went into the ice, he woke up, and he was brought into another war. This is all he's ever known. From the moment he woke up from the ice, he was an Avenger. That's it. That's all he's been. And now he is being faced with the reality that he does not have that safety blanket anymore. And he says, it never occurred to me that this could ever end. I thought it would never happen. And we are greeted by some George Perez art. This is, yeah, George Perez finishes us off here. And this next page is maybe my favorite George Perez page of all time. He says to Clint Barton, to Scott Lang, and they rattle off the Avengers who have passed. We get Vision, Marvell, Jack of Hearts, the Swordsman, Mockingbird, Yellow Jacket, Doctor Druid, the Wizard, Wizard, <laughs> the Two Gun Kid, Gilgamesh, Marina, Thunderstrike. And Carol finishes it off by saying, how about to all of us? One to two. And that's the thing. Like, my favorite is Jarvis on the side. We know that Carol is going to hold this against Wanda for at least a decade. But at, Mm -hmm. at a certain point, they were best friends. And that's why it hit her so hard. Mm hmm. And so they all toast, they drink, they say, you know, we shouldn't keep them waiting. Everyone suits up, they head up, and Simon, because he's a fucking idiot, says, did anyone actually show up? And Tony goes, are you serious? And this shit hit me like a ton of bricks. The citizens of New York assembling to say goodbye to the Avengers. Candlelit vigil picture of Wanda and Hawkeye the Avengers surrounded by the people that they swore to protect saying goodbye and closing the book on the saga of the Avengers there came a day when Earth's mightiest heroes disassembled and today is that day And that wraps up part one of our story. I mean, guys. That's only chapter one, baby. This shit is so peak. Holy fuck. Fucking emotional. How the fuck do you just start with this, man? Like it's crazy. It's crazy. It's beautiful. Um, so final thoughts on this volume and what was your favorite part? Let's go to Malcolm first. 
I love this story. I, I think it's really well told. I think it's disaster comics at its best. Um, you know, this, it, this walked so that a lot of comics afterwards could run. Uh, but yep. this ain't no slouch. This ain't, this ain't the worst of the bunch. Um, it, I, I think it's just very impactful. I think it uses. So, so I, I, I am not a walking dead person. Um, mm-hmm. but I love deceased, uh, deceased. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, deceased is a alternate universe story, uh, several stories, uh, for DC where DC characters get inv- involved with essentially a zombie virus. And a lot of those characters become zombies. I think that one thing that, that does very well, so good. um, is that it takes these characters that, you know, and that you already love and have already an established history with and puts them through the ringer and puts, and so you feel something when, you know, a, a Batman becomes a zombified character. You know, you, you feel something when that happens. And this story does that very well, even with characters that you don't really know. I mean, we're talking about Kelsey Lee, a character that the three of us don't really know from Adam, but we feel her goodbye, you know, like I, it was the I worst think Bendis one. is, it hit me so hard. is <laughs> very good at doing this kind of thing. And this is, this is him when he is just opening up the perfect potential of what he becomes. Uh, I'm very excited for this entire run because, you know, Bendis is my favorite comic writer. Um, but, and it's purely because of shit like this. I think he, he just kills it. And I'm excited for you guys to see what's going on next. Uh, favorite moment. I think that finale issue is so perfect. But like I said, that that page, that toasting page is one of my favorite pages in comics. I think it's just beautiful and hurts to read it now because now in my head, all of them are just toasting George Perez. Yeah. Oh. oh, yep. And all the other comic artists that we've lost over the years. We've lost yeah. many. Neil Adams, you know, uh, yeah. George Perez. Uh, uh, th- there's been a shit ton, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Jacob? Um, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting. Um, I thought we were reading a comic book guys <laughs> i thought we were going we to be having the avengers and having a grand old time i thought we were just nah, going to lead into something fun emotional here. damage like emotional i didn't damage bro. like i didn't expect us to start with just a 9-11 attack and we just deal with the breaking of of the avengers um but um, a lot of what I've loved in this was a lot of stuff that is not that doesn't exist in this universe anymore, which we pointed out a lot, which was, you know, the um, the fact that there's a human Jarvis and um, Tony still has a secret identity, um, all this other things and stuff the the precursor to all that. It was like this is stuff that you probably will probably never touch back and ever reset again. Yeah, it's like this was just at the time the norm. So um it's incredible. It's incredible to go from this to to be where we are now. And um, uh, it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, I loved every emotional moment of it. It kept me seated to the point where I had to finish the book. I could I finished this in one sitting. 
because I was like, after the first issue, I was just like, Oh fuck. We're just, we're just jumping into this and everything like that. Um, it, it really gave me a lot of my favorite. I'm going to talk about, I had two favorite moments. One was Dr. Strange appearing in his astral form and being pretty much the Vincent Price OG, like goat of this whole book. And then you get Magneto, uh, who is my personal favorite um, X-Men. And Mm -hmm. to see him in his glory, the fact that the thing that always freaks me out of Magneto is especially particularly in X-Men Evolution, was that every time they show him, it was just his eyes that you would see through his fucking helmet and everything. Yeah. Like that, that first I season never... of X-Men Evolution when they yeah. keep teasing oh, him like so that is so yeah. sick, dude. Oh, so so sick. I mean, that's just this design too. That's that's yeah. what he was wearing in X-Men Evolution. You're that's right. the thing. I just, well, but the thing is, geek. but the thing about that, I never understood why his eyes glowed like that and everything. I was like, does magnetism have some sort of, Affects that way that makes his eyes go. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. He's a sick motherfucker. He's a sick <laughs> motherfucker, and that's why I just fucking love this image of him just like full on descending with his eyes glowing and his and his powers like glowing. It's just very. It was just so very real to have this comic out, um, especially three years after a very traumatic experience that America just uh, witnessed. Um, yeah, complete total chaos. I have no idea where we're going from here on in. Yeah, I have, I I have very little like what's going to happen. I do know that we have an end result in in June, but I don't know how we're escalating to that and what's happening from from here on in. It's, it's really fascinating. End result and like the, <laughs> the the funny thing is too, like you mentioned that like this is kind of the superhero community's at least in the history of the uh the avengers this is you know more or less their 911 this yeah. isn't like you know trying to uh just don't don't misquote me don't like get me wrong i'm not you know paralleling a real event that happened with yeah. something that is fictional we we know but, we but know the guys fact that they had 911 happen in the marvel universe yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That legitimately like, happened. Pretty, that did, like did that happen. definitely happened. Doctor Doom cried. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Doom cried. And you couldn't believe this it. is kind of the story that is, you know, the next big story that happened after that is like, holy shit. Like this is crazy. Um the book itself is a nonstop read. It's like like you said, I sat down to read it, went through the entire thing in one sitting. Um from story to story to story it is incredible and there are things in it that i really do absolutely think people more people need to be talking about i mean right away just the tone of everybody being so avengers earth's mightiest heroes and this Mm. being a really sad conclusion to their story uh it's heartbreaking um the moment where cap unequivocally says i believe you to tony without needing to know what happened like that's fucking steve rogers that's captain america baby Um, that's captain america but i love the you know the monologue that we talked about that dr strange gives of like fucking anyone given this kind of power and having gone through the things she's gone through this would happen to and it's something that again i think people forget about 
because as the years have gone by, the demonization of Wanda Maximoff has become popular. I just, that putting into perspective is something that I think more people need to talk about with this story. So, um, prepare to, for me to fucking blow that up on our socials, showing it everywhere. Yay! Um, just yeah, incredible baby. story, incredible story. And I'm so excited to see where we go next. Um, but before we talk about where we go next, we received one email. So Malcolm, what time is it? Um, it's, uh, are you sweating? You know, I, I want to say it's time for emails, but I keep looking at this guy over here, this representative of Latin Malcolm? area. I'm looking at this rat fink. Malcolm, Malcolm, you know Malcolm, rat Malcolm, Malcolm let's not do this here. Malcolm, let's not do this here. Malcolm, come on, come on, come on. Don't come on. you have a wife to go marry or something? Get out of my nose, I, man. I did, I did that already. Wait, hold <laughs> on. Wow, wow, whoa, okay, all right. You know what, we're, we're going to let, we're gonna let do, Malcolm figure this out. Um, I think I'm drunk. But here, it's, here, have it's, some water. Have it's mailbag time. Uh, if you would like to be <laughs> part of the- I just lemonade. <laughs> If you would like to be part of the Geeksplained Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com, put Avenging Mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. Our one and only email this week is, it's funny, because I didn't put out the normal, like, hey, send in your emails. Um, But this listener sent this in a month ago. (laughs) Yeah! this comes from, of course, good brother, Jacob Goodhart. Jacob Goodhart! What's up, twin? Uh, Jacob writes in, so I'll be honest, I was thinking you guys were going to do a whole book club about Jonathan Hickman's Marvel work, with this being a little taste of it before going all into it, starting with his Fantastic Four run. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. And ending with the Magnum Opus Secret Wars, which is currently what I'm doing because Malcolm recommended FF to me, and holy shit, I now get it. Hickman is now one of my favorite writers, and I need to read East of West now. And did I cry one year when reading FF588? If you know, you know. That shit got me. When you eventually do it, I'll talk about it more. But now we talk about, well, I'm just going to say it, the first Hickman to Marvel, Bendis. And I only say that because Hickman, because like Hickman, Bendis wasn't afraid to change things. And the best way to show that is in this book where he gets rid of arguably the least interesting superhero team. At this point... Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, not wrong. Uh, Look, I know no. the Avengers are cool and dope and all that, but as a kid, I was only interested in Spider-Man, and all I knew about them was that they're never around when you need them. And when they yep. are, they're no help at all whatsoever. It's why my favorite part of the Spider-Man or any Marvel game, really, are when shit goes down, players ask, where are the Avengers? And my response <laughs> is, where they always are, somewhere else. <laughs> that is a good point. In space. Or yeah. in the Earth. Now, granted, in my older age, I've actually come to appreciate them more. And once I get to Hickman's run, I'm pretty sure I will even more. But just keep in mind that when this was happening, I only bought comics that answered one question. Is Spider-Man in it? No? Moving on. Which is hilarious, because (laughs) Spider-Man is in this. Um, So I didn't read this until later. And man, I'm really curious to what you guys think, because I'll be honest, I don't like this story that much. Interesting. Interesting. I always love reading Jacob's emails because he always brings an interesting contrarian opinion. Not like for the sake of being contrarian, but he always brings in an interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Avengers fan, but he kills off three of them in this and it's like mean spirited and it sort of feels like Bendis did it because he didn't like those characters. I disagree. 
Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I, um, I yeah. And we talked about it earlier, but again, I think people remember the not like this, and they don't remember the like this, which is an important distinction. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> and later in his run, we'll show how much he likes some of these characters. Interesting. Uh, Jacob continues, not to mention Wanda, poor Wanda, who has a mental breakdown in this for a pretty good reason. And all because Janet slipped up once? Like, I'm not a big Wanda fan, but all I knew about her for years is that she went crazy and killed a bunch of heroes. For her fake kids who weren't even real. Yet? I know that Young Avengers are a thing, but look between this and the fake magic kids and Amazing Spider-Man, I'm not a fan of that trope anymore. I get it. Uh, uh, but it's also a double-edged sword, because while it's really out of nowhere and extreme on one hand, it really adds an interesting pathos to a character I don't think a ton of people were invested in. And I also gotta respect that they never retconned this. Wanda wasn't possessed, she wasn't an imposter, this was all Wanda, and she eventually has to deal with the fallout of this, which I appreciate. That's true. They didn't, um, they didn't Emerald Twilight her. Or they were no. like, but no, it was a yellow bug monster the whole time. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lives with this stain to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I like the original Ultimate Spider- And just as an aside, you're absolutely right. And that's why I love um, The Trial of Magneto. I fucking love that yes. story. Yes, Trial Ooh. of Magneto. A, a story, story that made me cry. Same. It made me cry now and see, realize how much you know, I truly love the character of Wanda Maximoff. Yes! I had no idea. Read this. I had no idea. Go through this entire run with us this year, and then at the end of this year, read Trial of Magneto. I was going to say, at the end of the year, we might have to do Trial of Magneto. We actually. might have to do Trial of Magneto. We might have to add that Maybe. to Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Because guys. that is kind of a sweet coda. Guys, you had me at Magneto. So Listeners, we're going to do this you, now. If you want us to read Trial of Magneto, fucking get in the comments and you tell us jacob it's one of the best minis that come out of uh out of the krakoa era and it people sounds, shit it on sounds, it for no yeah. reason it sounds like shit on it for no reason it Much sounds like anything like, uh, that has to do with wanda maximoff it sounds like the uh the, the sixth doctor trial of a time lord kind of it the is ultimate. Just That's honestly, not better that is an interesting comparison my friend which we will get into <laughs> if we read that again let us know hmm. if you want us to read that let us know um Jacob continues, look, I like the original Ultimate Spider-Man as much as the next guy, unless the next guy is Malcolm, but it just feels like Bendis was just getting rid of the characters he didn't like, so next volume could happen. And granted, I get it, if you're going to break up the Avengers, something really bad has to happen, but Hawkeye, one of the best Avengers, goes out screaming, see, this is what I'm talking about. He says, goes out yeah. screaming, not like this, at the top of his lungs, he crashes into an alien invasion ship, but he doesn't. But he it's doesn't. a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. It is a purposeful oh, yeah. choice. He makes himself an arrow. Yes. He makes the shot that only he could make. Jacob continues, that just feels mean to me, and the whole book feels that way as well because of all the deaths feel like that. Read this, and then, fucking, this is the only time I'm going to tell you to do this. Read Ultimatum. Read fucking Ultimatum, yeah. Because Ultimatum <laughs> is mean-spirited. This Ultimatum I don't feel like is mean-spirited. Mean. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is done lovingly, I think. I think it's um, done lovingly with an interesting attention to lovingly. detail. Yes. Uh, he writes, however, with what comes after this, well, at least what I think Marvel needed at that time. And when we get there, I'll share thoughts on it. But overall, not my favorite Avengers story. Not the worst one, though. Avengers 200 holds that title securely in place. Understandable. In other yeah. news, as I, as I said, I'm going through Hickman's FF run, and it's really stellar. I'm really surprised by how digestible it all is, even with how big the concepts are. And Hickman doesn't shy away from it either. It's explained in a way that is kind of easy to understand, despite a bunch of sci-fi jargon. Uh, Jacob has also picked up Ed Brubaker's Mortal Iron Fist omnibus, which I fucking love. 
Yes. Um, uh, he says he's been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 and trying to beat it before Rebirth comes out. Good luck, buddy. It's yeah. out. Dude, Yesterday, yeah. as of this, uh, as of the release of this episode. Yeah, um, I am uh, scared. <laughs> I'm terrified. And I can't I'm so scared. I can't. Um, he writes, also, Eric, I can't believe I haven't said this before, but congratulations on the wedding, dude. Thank you so much. It always warms my heart to hear people I listen or watch find happiness in their personal lives. Plus, it's just further proof that nerds can find love. For my question this week, I didn't want to bring up Ultimate Spider-Man because you guys are being kings and reading it every month, so I'm not going to talk about it until those episodes come out. But one thing stuck out to me about this version of Peter. We have preview pages of the next issue, and we see Pete swinging around in his all-black suit, which I'm pretty sure will be his like his future foundation suit and change colors. I had that same theory. Uh, but what stuck to, out to me is that Peter is already swinging around, but we don't see him make web shooters. And in the sketch cover of issue one, we see a before and after sketch of Peter getting bitten, and it looks like there's something up with his arms. Do you think that this version of Peter has organic webbing? I think it'd be a good way to make him more unique from 616 Spidey, uh, considering that he hasn't had organic webbing since One More Day undid that, but it was something I thought actually was kind of neat. It could be because of the Raimi films, but I actually like organic webbing. I, he says that he likes the web shooters, but uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that could be said for both. Um he asks, what about you guys, organic web shooters or not, and would you like to have one over the other if you're a spider person? Thanks, Jacob Goodhart. Um, so I'm going to take these as two separate questions. For Peter Parker, do we prefer organic web shooters or mechanical web shooters? I'm going to say I like mechanical. I like both. It depends on what stories you're telling with Peter, really. But I, I do truly like both. Jacob? I was going to say the exact same thing, depending on who's writing it, both work really well. But me personally, from the movies, man, it's the organic webbing. It's okay. So, it's so, it was so cool when I first, when you first watch that movie and you see that and you're like, oh, he doesn't have to deal with like making things and stuff like that. That's yeah. kind of awesome. And yeah. also good to keep the story going and not being like shit i mean don't get me wrong it's really funny when he's just like oh shit i'm out of web and i have to like reload and all that stuff yeah really great and it's really fun the, awesome. the, uh, the 90s comic uh the 90s cartoon did a lot of that and everything like that it did yes. a lot of that that's but when it yeah. but that's the thing it's like but when you got to the movies you're just like how free flow the story becomes when you don't have to deal with that yeah and and you true. have more trouble and you have more time to focus on the on the actual like trouble that he has as a teenager and everything like that and being a hero without that factor on top of it. It's kind of, it's kind of neat. I mean, that's the thing. I like how it forces you to be creative in finding ways to tell that kind of storytelling though. So you get a Spider-Man too, where he's, you know, he's unable to do the webs thing and it's yeah. just cause his heart really isn't in it. Yeah. You know, like I, I like the creative aspect of that too. Yeah, it's psychological. Psychological buffer that affects his powers. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. That's cool. It, it's brilliant. Love so I love now both. I will say, for ourselves, if we were spider people, would we prefer organic webbing or mechanical web shooters? Go, Eric. See, it's interesting because, like. <laughs> I don't think I'm smart enough to make mechanical web shooters. See, yeah. That would be that so, would be my thing. I think I, think I would probably go us. for organic web shooters. Where but... would you want your organic webs to come from? 
Because we've seen, I mean, we've seen, uh, okay, don't be gross. We've seen, you know, different spider people have different places where their webs come out of. As I would probably as, go for an ultimate Jessica Drew where it would come out of my fingers. With the fingers? As oh. weird as it is, I'd almost want That's it to right. do like a palm thing. Where it's like it shoots out and I can grab onto it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I think. Right out of I, my ass. Where it's always inconvenient, just, just like a real spider, like a real human spider, just like and just exactly shoot. what I expected from you, Jacob. Yep. <laughs> this is why you You're get welcome. a Jacob. You but thank you, Jacob Goodhart, for writing in. Oh, he does have a PS. He writes, "The day you did your Ultimate Spidey podcast is the same day we got our new Bloodhound puppy, Banjo. He likes his toys, taking naps, and both snores and farts while he sleeps." I'm going to share <laughs> screen real quick so y'all can see Why this. Why have I not seen Banjo yet? <gasps> this guy. Banjo! Oh, he's so cute. Very cute, Jacob. That's a great capture right there. I wish for many years of companionship with you and Banjo. Agreed. I love him. But that's going to do it for the book club mailbag this week. If you would like to write in and make sure you do, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com. Put avenging mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the Friday show. But Jacob also did bring up, we are also every month doing Ultimate Spider-Man. When those yeah. issues come out, we will be recording them. We will be talking about them. So as you are listening to us, also send your emails for the second issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. If you want to send in questions for that, put Ultimate Mailbag in the subject header and we will read it on those specific episodes. Yeah, boy. But that is going to yeah. do it for this week's episode next week. We have taken the Avengers apart. What's left is to build them back up. But we've got a stop to make along the way. A little secret stop. Because in the interim, when there were no Avengers, a war took place. A secret war. Next week, we are going to be covering the five-issue miniseries, Secret War. This was uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by uh, Gabrielle Del, Del Otto. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the maybe the most unknown comics event of the mm -hmm. modern era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so secret that no one fucking knows what happened. Yep. And it is integral to the run that we are going to be reading. Yep. So, <laughs> next week, join us for Secret War issues one through five. Synopsis goes like this. When Nick Fury finds a disturbing connection between many of Marvel's deadliest villains, he puts together a ragtag team of the Marvel Universe's most misunderstood heroes for a secret mission to do what the U.S. government could never allow. Yeah. This is fucking Sweet. Mission Impossible with superheroes, baby. I am yeah. fucking stoked. Yes. Again, yeah. have you read five, this before? No. Okay, I, cool. The, no. the yeah. most that I know of it was part of a video game, which we will talk about next week. Okay. Um, oh. I am very excited for us all to get into this. Remember, next week, next Friday, that is March uh, 8th, 8th, baby. Yeah. March 8th. And again, 
Check in with our social medias at Geek Explained Pod. That's at Geek Explained P-O-D for the full rundown of what we're going to be covering this month so that you will be informed and in the know. And just, you know, give us reviews. Uh, Apple Podcasts, as Malcolm mentioned earlier, if you leave us a five-star rating and review, I will read it here on the show. Uh, I will be forced to read every single word you write, so sky's the limit. So feel free to do that. But... <laughs> I don't like that laugh. Um, next week, we will be covering Secret War. Tune in for that same geek time, same geek channel. Be there or be square, not a circle. Malcolm, not hmm? a circle. Hmm? Not a circle. on your hands. Malcolm oh knows what he did. Um, oh, my God. But it was for... such a great joke. <laughs> I have to do the outro for the Geeks Played Book Club. I have been Eric Azana. I was Malcolm Russell Nelson. Me, I'm Jacob Brown. <laughs> Me, I'm Hero. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Everybody stay safe and we will see you next time. Yeah.